It's the Bob and Tom Show. Have you ever had one of those days when nothing goes right? Your wife starts bitching about whatever it was she was bitching about last night. So you escape into the bathroom just to sit there on your throne. But after you finish your business, the toilet paper's gone. Well, it's a great day for me to whoop somebody's ass. It's a bad day, so you better get off my back. You might get cold cock if you cross my path. Cause it's a great day for me to whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> well, I was running late for work, so I poured me some coffee to go. And just before I had a flat tire, I spilled it all over my clothes. When the highway patrolman pulled up, I thought that help was on the way. But when he saw the tire tool in my hand, he shot me with pepper spray. <laughs> oh, it's a great day for me to whoop somebody's ass. It's a bad day, so you better get off my back. You might get cold cocked. If you cross my path, cause it's a great day. I can sing it if you want to. For me to whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> when I finally made it to work, I was 15 minutes late. I told my boss about the flat tire, but he fired me anyway. So here I am out in the parking lot Just waiting by his Corvette <laughs> I'm gonna give him a goodbye present That he never will forget Let's sing together Cause it's a great day For me to whoop somebody's ass It's a bad day So you better get off my back you might get cold, Carson, <laughs> if you cross my path. Cause it's a great day for me to whoop somebody's ass. Do I get paid extra for this? No, you get Rub- the park for free. <laughs> Rebel Napa Auto Park Studios, it's the Bob and Tom Show. Thank you very much, Ace Cosby. Uh, it's not Tom. That's Tom Griswold. That was a long pause. I thought I'd fill Christy Lee. Something. Josh Arnold. Hey, Ace. Pat Godwin's here. Hey, Ace. Todd McComas is here. Morning, Ace. Also coming in, Jessica Alsman. And our relationship expert, Allie Breen. Uh, ladies. All today. All right. All the ladies of the club. <laughs> no. Um, we are live in the Napa Auto Parts studios. 
Chick McGee apparently back in the USA. Have we, have we heard that his plane land? I uh, saw footage of his plane landing, yes. Okay, okay, so he will be back theoretically sometime this week. We'll find out how his trip to the UK was. Uh, Todd McCombus sitting in. Comedian Todd McComas, former police officer. Yes, sir. Uh, left the force uh, of your own... Uh, that clear. Yeah, it was my choice, yes, which is good. Uh, In that line of work, you wanted yeah, it to be yeah. your choice when yes. you have to yeah. leave. Yeah, of course. Uh, also, uh, um, former Marine, although one is never a former Marine. USMC. And have we determined you do have the USMC, Ted? I do. I have a small one. I went like half in. I didn't okay. get the big Eagle Globe and Anchor uh-huh. like Wait. my dad has. And where is it? A little. It's a upper left arm. Just the four letters, USMC. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's that's valid. That's great. Yeah. It's not yeah. like some teenager goes to the mall and looks at the thing and goes, well, I guess I'll just get squiggly or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> or like my buddy in high school that got the full Eagle Globe and Anchor, covered his entire arm from the elbow up. Wow. And then... Was turned down by the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> the tattoo. Not good. Yeah, no. I, get well, it I was going to ask if they have tattoo parlors in the Marines, like on base. Or just right outside the base. Ah. Uh, yeah. And they make a killing. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. You killing. know why I ask? Because I watched Gomer Pyle the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, so, many, way, so yeah, many questions. Yeah, go, go, Gomer Pyle, interestingly enough, the only Marine didn't get a whiff of the Vietnam War. What? <laughs> Peak of the war. The only Marine with a tramp stamp. Yeah. The, the reason... Cause Pat the, raises a good point. <laughs> the, the commander asks him to take his daughter on a date, and he said, what plans do you have tonight? And he said... Well, I was going to go to a movie, then I was going well, to go to the tattoo. Yeah, I was going to go to the tattoo parlor and watch them ink. And I thought, wow, that's that's very progressive. That's exactly what I thought. And kind of weird just to be in there to watch other people do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to go to the tattoo parlor and watch them get ink. I, I like to watch. <laughs> Little reference to the movie Being There. Thank you. For <laughs> I, have you seen Being I There, John? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember the remember the uh, the scene. The, the, <laughs> he, he says, "I like to watch," and the guy goes, "I'll get Warren." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I was at a, a restaurant, a great restaurant, not too long ago, and I and I couldn't help but notice that everybody that worked there was very heavily tattooed. Oh, we had that statistic, what. and then I Every- thought, no, but then I realized as we walked out of the restaurant. And right across the street was, A, the greatest milkshake place I've ever set foot in. <laughs> oh, you got to love that. You know that milkshake place that has the big air machines? What uh, on earth is that? What the that? hell are you talking air about? Machines. Yeah, they've got these giant machines, and they make the ice cream right in front of you. Oh, that's fabulous. They blow the uh, you cold. about Cold Stone Creamery? Uh, is, that, is that what it's I don't even know what yeah. it's called. <laughs> anyway, but right next door. <laughs> right. You mean the chain? You mean, you mean the, place, the, chain. the place where they put the ice cream on yeah. a cold a stone? No, no, no. That's and, not it. No, it's not. That's not It's the place that has the giant tank of some gas. Huh. I've never heard of blow, it. Yeah, they put it in these bowls. I'll find out what it is. I'll remember in a minute. But, um, it sounds delicious. So the ice, cre- ice cream's extra light, kind of. Yeah, but they, uh, it's amazing. They just huh. make it right in front of you. The kids go nuts. I'm going nuts taking pictures left and right. I've got oh, pictures of the place. Anyway, but right next to there's a tattoo place. So I realize all the waiters and waitresses here and the cooks and everything, well, it's closing time. <laughs> Polish up the bar a little bit, have a few shots. I've got an idea. <laughs> our team won tonight. Let's go get that on our arm forever. What is the busiest time period for a tattoo parlor, do you think? That, good, good question. Is it a, in some places, you're not allowed to have any alcohol in your system when you're tattooed. 
I mean, are they open at midnight? Can you Some find? Marsher. Oh, oh yeah, maybe. Bir- I think it would be individual, like birthdays. Probably a lot yeah. of people when they hit a milestone birthday, they right. think, you know, oh, I'm well, I'm, I'm younger not. than I think I am. I'll go back and get a tattoo. I'm 35. I'll get a Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> tram stamp right above my ass crack. Good idea, Gloria. I mean, I remember being a kid and seeing somebody with a tattoo and being blown away. Sure. Yeah. Look at that badass. Yeah, yeah man. It used to be, it used to be an, especially if you saw someone that had some kind of a calligraphy or something. Oh, well, that guy must be a sailor. He's probably been to Hong Kong. Yeah. Now it's, no, he's... He's been to the suburban mall. And, <laughs> and as, as the old joke goes, you, you never know what that really says. Yeah. They always think it's some Eastern wisdom. It means the sunrise evokes that. No, no, it means uh, snow peas with chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have it mean snow peas with chicken. Then you'd always know what to order at the Chinese restaurant. We have some amazing things in the news. Uh, we have uh, something quite visual in the news. Did anybody see... The guy, uh, he's a Florida guy. He was, I think, somewhere in Switzerland, and he was hang gliding. Yeah. With a, has anybody seen this? Yes. No. no. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. The guy goes, it's a, what do you call it, a dual, what's that called? Tandem. Tandem. Oh, yeah. Tandem hang gliding. Tandem hang gliding. Uh-huh. So there's a, whatever, professional hang gliding guy, and there's sure. some mountainous area. I think it's Switzerland. Yep. And this guy, the, the, the trainer guy, whatever, forgets to... To, latch him on. To latch him on. Uh. So the thing takes off and the guy is hanging there. <laughs> and, then it, and then you can Ripped see Ripped his that, bicep tendon off. The, oh, and the instructor is trying to hold on to him and grab him. He's trying to hold if on he, and land the hang glider yeah. as quickly as possible. If he falls, oh he's dead. Yeah. They're very high. And, he, right. and he, as it is, he's, he's, I saw the x-ray of his arm. He's got oh, a bunch yeah. of metal in it. Yikes. But it's amazing. And the, what's really incredible is the guy says he'll do it again. Well, well, he now owns the hang glider. <laughs> he has a couple free rides coming. If he wants people to come back, he's yeah. got to say, hey, look, I... Yeah. No, but, I mean, what... I, I would... You'd expect this to happen when you're when you're paragliding, whatever it's called, in the, in the Bahamas. I did that. Sure. You're being towed, and you look at the harness and go, well, mm-hmm. this sure looks rusty <laughs> right. and frayed. <laughs> we'll be touching on that. We'll post that video on the various Bob and Tom social you media did that? platforms. You did that in the Bahamas? You did it? Yeah, and what's the most interesting thing about it, um, we were right in front of our hotel. A bunch of us went out and did it. And, this was before his accident. Oh. And the, the interesting thing about it, um, you could see gigantic sharks. Well, you, sure. Because when you're up there and you're just, you look down and you're whatever, 2,000 yards. Oh, yeah. 1,000 yards well, from, where the, they live, honey. from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, know, that's eerie, though. I that's... know they live there, but you know, when you're swimming, you, yeah. th- you don't think that yeah. they're there. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're, you're there. the guest in that Yes, situation. you say, this is the Bahamas. You're supposed to be in Australia, where I can read about you in the newspaper, right. not right there where my kids and I are swimming. Yeah. Oh, was, my gosh. But yeah, and the harnesses were kind of rusty. Um, but at one point, at one point, they used to do, I don't know if they still do this, I've, and sometimes they reel you right back into the boat. Sure, yeah. But other times they have to land you on this floating platform, you know, kind of like the uh, the new space mm-hmm. rockets oh. from the Tesla people. So I, one of my very close friends, Mark, was uh, – we were on the I, – I honestly, I've never laughed harder in my life. <laughs> 
Uh, they had positioned me on the raft <laughs> to watch him land. And I'm not saying any money might have been exchanged with the driver of the boat. But was, he, would, he was repeatedly missing the platform, dunking him. I was pounding, <laughs> pounding the indoor-outdoor carpeting on the raft, dying laughing. Like a little teabag. It is the full-body teabagging. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, but it, and then you would kind of expect that in the Bahamas because mm-hmm. you, they don't really have like OSHA. Yeah, no, they, they, no. they don't have a lot of. They really have inspectors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, qualified people trying to look after your safety. But this is Switzerland. Hey, mon safety. Yeah, Switzerland's super regulated. So this. Well, I think the instructor just forgot just to forgot. tell the guy to clip on. Well, he has all the stuff on it. Yeah, his equipment was sound. Yeah, he just, he just didn't utilize it correctly. But wouldn't you think? Isn't that basic day one? Well, you, that, that's something you triple check, I would think. Well, there, yeah. there was the one that there was the, what was it called? The bungee jumping thing. Oh, yeah. Where they forgot to clip the guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, that's... So <laughs> you suppose at the very last millisecond you realize, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not getting pulled back up. Oh, and then it's over. I'm at that point, people... it's just jumping. Yeah. There's no bungee. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised people still ride. do that. Oh, you know who just best. did that in New Zealand? Is IndyCar champ Scott Dixon? I saw a video of him jumping off some bridge. I was like, "How did he get his you? balls up on the bridge?" <laughs> He's oh. kind. Of, those guys are so crazy. I can. I you're braver than I. Am. I heights is my I weakness. Like, Me I, too. I am so I did. terrified. I bungee jumped once, and did it's, you? I, really? I, I've never been more scared. Yeah, the, I, the, there used to there was a time sort of the, on your ankles at the peak of MTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I remember it that way, but it, what was it eighty five ish? Whenever MTV was super hot, and You'd go to the concerts, and there would be bungee jumping as you'd walk in in the parking lots. They'd have these bungee things set up. I'm assuming that insurance stepped in. Yeah, that you'd yeah. see them every, in every They were event. everywhere. Yep. But then all of a sudden it was over. So yeah. maybe yeah, it was like offshore gambling. Yeah, it only takes sure. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first X Games, when I was doing the X Games for ESPN, they had bungee jumping as one of the Sports? Sports. Really? Absolutely. It's a competitive sport. Yeah. What is it? Who can ever get closest to the ground? I don't remember. How, I didn't cover that <laughs> one. But pick, a dandy, <laughs> pick a dandelion. <laughs> hey, did you see Flathead Jones? He won. Flathead <laughs> Jones. <laughs> how did he get that nickname? Well, <laughs> I'd ask him, but he's drooling right now. <laughs> I'll be back. I consider oh. this a good start. This is the Bob and Tom Show. I'd be interested. Welcome back to the Bob and Tom Show. I'll talk now. Um, we are live. Live in the Napa Auto Parts studios. Happy to be here. Sitting in for Chick McGee, we have a double duty today. We have a comedians Pat Godwin and Todd McComas. Hey, everybody. Uh, one of them is a badass. Thank you. Shut United States man. Marine oh. Corps. <laughs> Just talking about Pat Godwin. Oh. Well, McComas in that case. Yeah. Uh, uh, Todd McComas, former police officer. Yeah. Uh, Pat Godwin. Former, former Burger King employee. Uh, <laughs> I no, left on uh, my own. I thought, is it not future? <laughs> I was going to say. Pat Godwin. <laughs> Pat Godwin, former person who had a conversation with the police handcuffed. <laughs> oh, that went well. <laughs> but you're doing fine now. I am. That was 2006, wasn't it? Uh, Pat is doing great. Uh, good to see you. Uh, Todd also doing very well. And uh, uh, Mr. McComas, associated with the Pat McAfee organization, which is doing all kinds of cool stuff in the world of social media, et cetera, et cetera. Pat, uh, last seen, what, doing the Baylor game? Yeah, yeah. He was in a three-man booth for the Baylor-Texas Tech game. Last cool. Saturday. Yeah. Very, very, good. very uh, fun. Now, um, we have a lot to get to today, including a very odd story in the world of sports um, in which uh, a team pretended that one of their players was dead in order to get out of a uh, 
<laughs> get out of a tournament. Yeah. It seems a little bit, so we'll get to that coming up later. No, there, there's no, there's no rush to get to that right now. We also have um, fantastic news about a wedding that I think you'll enjoy very much. Um, it, 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 sometimes weddings get out of hand, as you know. No, they, they certainly can. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of you know open bars. Yes, and, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. a lot of celebration. And uh, in this did you case, see the gender reveal story? Uh, where the guy set the set the forest on fire. Uh-huh. <sighs> so what happens? They know who who set the fire. Yeah, he's, he's been fined eight million dollars, which he'll never be able to pay. Right. 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 Yes, uh, the U.S. Forest Service has released a video showing a gender reveal party ended up setting off a costly wildfire in southern Arizona. The blaze began when an off-duty patrol border patrol agent fired a rifle at a homemade target described uh, by party goers as it looked like a big square and then you blew it up and it... It was going to be pink or blue, right? But wasn't it full of explosives? The shot released a blue substance, letting everyone know a boy was on the way. It also set off some material called tannerite that detonates when struck by a high-velocity bullet. That created embers, which alerted everyone to that it was time to evacuate. The fire ended up burning 73 square miles of state and forest service land, forced 200 people out of their homes. The man has pleaded guilty to a federal misdemeanor charge of starting a fire without a permit, and he was sentenced to five years of probation. Maybe the stupidest person on the planet. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. 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 Remember, Florida is on the planet. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, have a, we have a couple classic, classic Florida stories today. Speaking of people being sentenced, we had this one yesterday. I don't know if you heard this one, Todd. There was a guy who um, was a serial dine and dasher. Uh-huh. But dater. it was more than that. Yeah, he was a dine and dash dater. Mm-hmm. So he would meet women on uh, various things like whatever, uh, Match.com, match.com whichever ones. And then he Tinder would or whatever. take them to a really nice restaurant, have a really great meal, and then get up to go to the bathroom and never come back. And oh. they it happened multiple times, but they actually charged him with three of these. He's going to jail for 120 days. Um, what a what a dirtbag. Yeah, that happened yeah. to a friend of mine, but worse, she went to the bathroom, came back, and then uh, had a lovely meal with this man. Went home. Next morning, they spent the night together. Next morning, she discovers that she paid for the meal. He got her debit card. Out of her bag? Oh, out, out, of, out her of her bag. Or whatever. Sometime during the meal or when she went to the restroom <laughs> or whatever. And wow. paid for the meal. Like, and she was like, oh, he went all out, too. I was like, oh, this guy really does well for himself. Yeah. 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 Oh. And she Can ended you up imagine? sleeping with him on the first date? What a whore. <laughs> Welcome to Ask Christy. <laughs> you know, so this would be like a great SNL skit every letter would be Christy goes, what a whore. <laughs> it's, be, it's always the same answer. You like, have, Jane, you ignorant slut. We had a conversation about this over the weekend. My daughter, we were trying to decide, we were trying to, what's the difference between a whore and a slut? Um, a whore gets paid. Right. Not, no, necessarily. not necessarily. No, no, no. A prostitute gets a paid. Prostitute no. Yeah, but I think whore is meant to be prostitute. Eh, and slut the, is just somebody who gets around. It's funny to talk to millennials about this because they have very. It's oh really? Yeah, I think. Was, I think. Yeah, that's you. Then you get. You can be in their minds. Whore was better than a slut. Where does strumpet fall? Really? In? Yes. This, uh, 
Yeah, where does strumpet? Strumpet never came up. I don't think okay. that's a word they use. I like oh. strumpet. It's handy if you're writing a poem that has a brass section. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. trumpet? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, we do have trumpets in the news also. I bet you didn't God. see that story. I didn't. The guy driving the car playing the trumpet? No. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's a what video. was he driving with his knees? There's a video with this guy. He's going 75 miles. I'm not sure I can find that. He's going 75 miles an hour playing a trumpet while Jeez. driving. Well, he's ready. Is broken. We'll dig that out. Of here. Yeah. <laughs> That's the I love Herb Albert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and classic rock. Here's a little Chicago. <laughs> Here's 25 or 65. <laughs> um, wow. So uh, we have a lot going on, as you can see here. We'll have to get to, to some of these. But this this dirt bag who was uh, taking these women and just you know, taking for all these meals, they they did catch the guy. But again, a lot of the the, the claim is a lot of the women that did this didn't report it to the police. Because mm-hmm, it's embarrassing. embarrassing. Sure. Yeah. Why would he choose food over being with a woman? Makes no sense. Oh, there's probably some deep psychological... This guy probably... His mom probably ditched him at a restaurant once or something. Oh, He's got yeah. some kind of weird... Interesting. Who knows? I mean, who, I, God knows. I don't he know. He got three months in jail, didn't he? Yeah. 120 uh, days or something? Yeah. Oh, so four months. Yeah, but, I mean, and also, he's going to find out very quickly that... Um, he wants to dine and dash in prison. <laughs> Nowhere to dash to. When you, when you find open, open joy salad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to be the dessert. Uh, yeah, a plenty o ass is, uh, is the prison dating. <laughs> the prison dating. Wasn't service. that a Bond uh, girl? <laughs> plenty, plenty, that was plenty o tool. Oh, oh, okay. But uh, he'll fight also in because this. You said this woman that you knew actually put out, if you will. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. going to find that in prison. There's a lot of pressure. To put out so poor guy and to take in yeah, yeah depending on who your roommate is okay enough of that did she confront guy. this guy or did uh, well it was a bumble tinder thing so yeah oh. he just kind of disappeared after that you know because like, there's that extra layer of personal contact information you don't get through the site for you know what a bummer wow. different reasons yeah but yeah well, okay that's that sort of sounds like a jackass bet yeah can you oh. can you meet a woman take her out when she's in the bathroom, take her credit. That's ballsy, too. Oh, yeah, but she told me. I was like, the only thing worse than that happening to you is the fact that you're stupid enough to tell that to me. You know, you don't repeat that story. Like, just you just take that to the grave. Well, you just told millions of people. <laughs> yeah, that's why she shouldn't have told me. I was like, you know I what say, I do for I, a I living, correct? I something incredibly stupid that I did the other day. Well, real quick, I'm, I'm sorry. Christy, when you're on a date, do you, and you go to the bathroom, do you leave your purse? You know, it's funny you'd say that because I did that recently. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about it. She didn't think about it either. I was like. Gotcha. I go, I'm, I need to be excused, and I left my purse. I didn't even think about it. Huh, I would have thought women I would will, take them with them. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, she now was like, I, I, she was like well, my I took purse. my phone because I wouldn't leave my phone there. <laughs> I oh, but you left your debit card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. Here's something huh. incredibly stupid. <laughs> yes. So um, I went down to see uh, one of my sons, uh, who you guys know was um, uh, working at the comedy club, mm-hmm. and uh, I got there really early. And uh, I was listening to this interview with uh, Eric Clapton in my car. So I was just, I sort of, I went into this parking lot. I just sat there. I had like 45 minutes to kill. And I thought, oh, this is a great interview. I'm going to listen to this. Yeah. So I sat there with the car running. This guy comes, taps in the window, and he goes, oh, it's $10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've just been sitting there. So, I, oh, okay. I, I've been sitting in this parking lot. Of, okay, it's 10 bucks. I give the guy the 10 bucks, and then he leaves. And Kelly looks at me, and she goes, that guy doesn't work here. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, what are you talking about? 
That's just some random dude that walked up to you, and he doesn't own this parking lot. Then another homeless guy If it's the parking lot I'm thinking of, there's only a machine that you pay. There's there's nobody working. So you talk to her. (laughs) So she goes, no, you're supposed to put it in the machine. I I thought I was just getting personal service. Oh, that's great. What a You know what? That guy earned it. Yeah. He earned it. Yeah, I have no problem with why he did. You but know what I mean? That's, that's a great clever. Scam. And of course, and that place happens to be right next to um, a an uh, Indian place. No, no, no. It's right next to a uh, mission. Mission. That, mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I walked and spent three hundred bucks to the charity that day. Also, mm-hmm. by chance, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Thanksgiving walk that sponsors the. Mission. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, ir- irony. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. Mm-hmm. Now uh, you can put three ten on your tag. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I never even thought of that. Uh, yeah. So this guy must just sit there every night waiting for people to park and walks up and goes. See, the sign says 10 bucks, mm-hmm. but you're supposed to put it in that box. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but unless you're familiar with that, you would. I, would, I, I know, of course. I've mean, been there several times. I would have never thought twice about it. I just would have handed it yep. over. And who checks the box anyway? How do they know? <laughs> Maybe the same guy. <laughs> Maybe he needed a quick, quick fix. I don't know. So if we're talking about the stupidest thing we've ever done, we have, we're in the presence of the master. Pat, well, I'm comfortable. Where do we start? <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> Pat, and I, Pat start? and I were in the lab yesterday. Yeah. As they say, well, oh, yeah. Got a new song coming up. Oh, nice. Right. It's great. Can't even give you a hint. As I, also, the... I also had the pleasure of driving Tom around. Has anyone done that? No. No. Oh, that, no. Is, that is a treat. Well, was driving me around. <laughs> You're going a little too fast. You've got to take a left. You've got to take a left. You've got to take a left. Tom, we haven't left the parking lot. <laughs> I, I'm old-fashioned. I like to uh, pick a lane. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe this one will work. I don't know. Or we could straddle this one, then we'll go over. You're familiar with oncoming traffic. By the it's way, a sitcom, I tell you. Just after I after you dropped me off, I had to pick up my car. Did you get stuck in that? Uh, I did. That was terrible. I don't know what traffic happened. Traffic or something? Yeah. Yo, we, I was parked and going uh, around the city. Know, oh, well, that'll happen. Horrible. Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, we have a lot to get to here. Um, <laughs> the other thing that we found yesterday that I thought was uh, kind of interesting, and I wanted to ask uh, uh, our guest about that, because uh, Todd, former police officer, how long were you on the force? 21 years. 21 years. Wow. And uh, uh, Todd sounds like a very affable, friendly guy, which he is, but he's also a super badass. <laughs> and uh, you've experienced a lot of pretty scary stuff. But have you ever delivered a baby? I have not. Yeah, a guy did. Uh, I saw this story and mm-hmm. I thought back. I was like, oh, thank God that never happened to me. Were you trained to? Did yeah, you, you had to. Well, you watched like a, a 20 minute film on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how to do it. But yeah, it was in, uh, it was in North Carolina. And I, I was watching and it was on TV last night. The funniest part is everybody's fine, by the way. The mom, her name is Laura Baker. She goes on this interview. She goes, I was telling them the baby was already in my pants, which is such a funny way to put it. <laughs> it but, is. Yeah, the guy it was in North Carolina. Um, she The van's going 85 miles an hour. So this cop pulls her over. This guy, mm-hmm. her husband, Jimmy, goes, hey, we're having a baby. Uh, then it says uh, this the cop's name is um, something Brian Maynard, Sergeant Brian Maynard. He, he writes a. Uh, Called an ambulance at the scene, but everyone at the side of the road realized the baby wouldn't wait. That's when she said, the baby is in my pants. Mm-hmm. Got a blanket from the police cruiser and gloves. Are those? Do you have rubber gloves in the... Yeah, yeah. For like uh, searching people and, and, and touching evidence and oh, okay. whatnot. Yeah. Because I was thinking if there are those road gloves. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, like the gloves I had on to move my Christmas tree. Those things are yes. rougher than a catcher's mitt. Um 
the baby's name is a beautiful name, Halen, H-A-L-Y-N, but mm-hmm. isn't Halen the stuff in fire extinguishers? No, that's Halion, or didn't uh, okay, we figure okay, that good. out? We um, could tell Halcyon. this guy was not a state trooper, Halcyon. most likely, because when they checked out of the hospital afterward, there would have been a ticket waiting at the desk. Oh, uh, yeah, wow. There's your speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> How's the kid? You're right. <laughs> and I said yesterday, it's a good thing it was a girl, because... Uh, I think it was a boy. Wouldn't they be pressured to name it after this guy? And here's our lovely baby Maynard. Oh, yeah. Are there, who, are the, who are the famous Maynards in the world? Maynard Ferguson. Maynard Krebs. Yeah. Maynard G. Krebs from Dobie yeah, Gillis. Maynard James Keenan of Tool, lead singer of Tool. Mm. Yeah. So that the, there's a certain hypnosis factor there. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's a, that's about it. Um, would you feel pressure, Christy, had you given birth on the road? No. To, uh, hmm. No, I don't think I would have. I would have thanked the man. Yeah. I like the people That's who name it after the place they conceived. You know, well, we named her Bermuda. Well, we, we named yeah. ours. We named our little girl K Car. Have you met my daughter news? behind the big lots? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a clunky name, but it's uh, certainly. <laughs> and then there's Dumpsteria. <laughs> it would have been Dumpster, but it wasn't a boy. Uh, so you've never, never delivered a baby on on, on duty, huh? I have not. I have not. I, I've had friends who've had to assist. Wow. Did you ever pull, any, did you ever pull anybody there? over and they said, we're having a baby, and you said, follow me? Never. Never. But I would have I would have just, uh, I would have driven them there for sure. Yeah. Before I would have offered to jump in <laughs> Now, let me yeah. ask you this. Uh, Pat, I was in a car driving with Pat Godwin, um, which is why I was late to work today. I had to do some extra prayers this morning. <laughs> have you ever been with another cop? Who's driving, and you're thinking, Jesus, this guy's going to kill me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because don't a lot of cops get really sort of heady about, Yeah, oh, I'm great, I can do well, this? Well, one of my best friends, he was my partner for a long time. He also was um, an emergency vehicle operation course instructor. Right? So he would teach at the academy. So this, the guy knew, this guy course. knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah, way too confident. I mean, he thought <laughs> he was a professional NASCAR driver. Yeah. I mean, I was scared. And I would oh. get car sick very easily. Oh. Riding with somebody else, and I could never, I could not, and he would refuse not to be the driver. He would never let me drive. Uh, it was horrible. I was told something. I want to know if it's true that a cop can pull over an ambulance for speeding. I would assume, oh, probably only if it's not in the course of business. I've heard that if it, even if it's sirens are on and everything, what? that if a cop sees an ambulance going too fast, they can pull it over. Uh, what crazy. kind of lunatic what? police no. officer? I don't would do I, that. I don't think that's the case. The only okay. ones you can are like the volunteer fireman blue light people. They are not given the same exception to the law as, as other emergency gotcha. vehicles. Gotcha. Ah. Todd, have you ever arrested someone for being drunk who was a passenger? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. <laughs> Aha! I assume oh, you I have a story. I got a point. No. So what? What did you say? No. Uh, yeah. Did you get arrested as a passenger? Yes, in Charlotte. Yeah. You must have been doing something. I was a big mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gee, what a surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Not all cops are officer friendly, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens a lot, though. I, think I called the guy Barney. Well, okay. Oh. Well, I don't. No. And where were you? Charlotte. Oh, so you were in North Carolina, so you might have been right. <laughs> if you're going to call a cop Barney, yeah. the one place you might actually. It, you definitely can talk yourself into jail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, you can. It definitely can happen. Do you suppose, I wonder if there's a police officer out there whose real name is Barney, but he hides it from everybody. I, I knew a Barney. A Barney? Mm-hmm. No way. I worked oh, for yeah. a Barney once. No, Barney Hobbs. For him. Is Barney a nickname? or uh, This guy's real first name was Barney. 
Really? Yeah, he was like he was a, a sergeant on the SWAT team, like really a badass guy, or whatever. But you never lived that down. There could be a Barney Fife out there that's in law enforcement. Well, first of all, his parents, I hope they're dead. <laughs> because if not, they should be executed. Don't do that to your kid. No. Naming your kid after any popular no. character. No. So. Yeah, never do And if that, your parents yeah. do name you that, you just have to get a set in your mind. Well, I can never be a police officer. <laughs> right. you know I mean? Like, you can't choose that profession. Although, if this guy, if your buddy Barney was a super badass SWAT mm-hmm. guy... I'm sure some guy would come, hey, I bet you just got one bullet. (laughs) 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 He punched me. (laughs) Because I'm sure he hears that every day. We have a lot to get to. So far, we've gotten to nothing. Uh, In the news, uh, Punjab is in the news today, uh, as is um, today is officially French Toast Day. I'm very excited about that. We have talking birds in the news. We have an incredibly interesting (laughs) experiment involving doctors swallowing things. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll come back with all of that. And our guests, Pat Godwin, Todd McComas. we got a song coming out of Pat Godwin next. This is The Bob and Tom Show. This is The Bob and Tom Show. We are live in the Napa Auto Parts studios. Let's do the uh, attendance. Ace. Present. Good to see you, sir. <laughs> uh, he was a United States Marine. He is a former police officer. He is now a comedian associated with the Pat McAfee organization, which is known as PMO. Uh, I think, or something. Uh, that's uh, Todd McComas. Here. Pat Godwin, nice uh, hoodie. Thank you. It's beautiful. Uh, thank you very much. It's Must the Bob and Tom hoodie. You can get it at yeah. thebobandtomstore.com. Where'd you get that one? Out of Grace's From office, Grace. I'm guessing. <laughs> so someone's been not locking her off. Okay, there's Josh Arnold right there. The beard's good, looking good, Josh. Thank you. Thank very you. Good. And the hair. Getting nice and thick. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. I'm looking a little shaggy Wait everywhere. Wait a second. We well. have an opportunity to do something visual. Uh, young radio broadcasters never do this. Uh, Josh, would you uh, show Todd? That uh, with your sort of um, lengthy, curly hair now, you can do a, an impression. All right. Um, this, well, <laughs> what happens is it looks okay now, but if I all uh-huh. I have to do is fan it kind up a little puff bit, it up a little kind bit. of get it really, <laughs> yeah. really psychotic looking, yeah. and then I just look like a guy. I worked all night on my time machine in my basement. <laughs> just insanity. This is a trick you can do at home, kids. Just get your. It looks like the the crazy scientist and the Superman episodes yes. they made in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. They always yeah. have that uh, crazy scientist guy. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm liking it. Who was that? Remember they had the I crazy, the, the crazy scientist guy that had a beautiful speaking voice. What was that guy's name? Holloway or something. Anyway, let's move on here. Um, (laughs) We had a uh, interesting story yesterday, and again, I'm always skeptical of just about everything. This one, I'm really skeptical. This is from the New York Post headline: Americans get frisky around the holidays. I can't believe you don't agree with this story. Well, I I just think these numbers are a little inflated. The New York Post reports that according to new research, half time out. Do you have sex on Christmas? Um, every other Christmas. Oh. I schedule it out. Okay. Yeah, every other Christmas I take a sex break. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, okay, it's a little weird. Um, do you put it in your day plan? <laughs> um, a reminder: set my phone. This says nearly half of adult Americans admit they're more frisky during the holidays. Of course. But okay, that's kind of vague, and I buy that. Um, but a piece of data that emerged from the study, uh, and they call it Holiday Hanky Panky found that three in four adult Americans polled have sex on Christmas Day. Hmm. So it seems, I don't know. I totally I, get that. I kind of do, too. Yes. I, it just makes sense to me. Absolutely. Uh, especially if you don't have little kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have little kids, uh, yeah, as okay. soon as you're opening the presents, you're like, ah, oh, let's take a nap. 
Knows how many tell. guys use the line, come on, baby, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well. Or the Christmas Eve, you, you put the... With the what? Toys together. <laughs> what kind of toys? <laughs> what kind of toys? <laughs> <laughs> together. All you do. Yeah, Christy Lee, it's amazing how many of us here in the office just give Christy large battery sets. <laughs> no, 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 so, no. You know what I mean. But you used to do that. My, my parents used yeah. to do that. Or, or Santa used to do that. <laughs> well, we would actually, when Santa came to my house when I was a kid, all the, when we woke up, all the things, everything was assembled. Sure, absolutely. Uh, it was the best. You yeah. started playing with it immediately. Exactly. Oh, and you have wow. a little bit of wine, and the tree is on. You've got a fire going. It's, I mean, just in this yeah, room, yeah. in this room alone, I look around and I'm thinking, at best, maybe two of the five of us, <laughs> and that's a stretch. Yeah, I, I won't be having it this uh, year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I won't be either. But I won't be. Either. Yeah, we'll, neither will Ace. I, I'd like to re. I'd like to. Well, Todd has a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do do? No, is, is this the on year or the off year? <laughs> this is an on year for me. Yeah. <laughs> Does she know that? <laughs> Even years. Yeah. yeah. So okay. next year she's out. So you yeah. won't have. Yeah, I'll be staying at my brother's. So I, I mean, uh, yeah, that's kinky. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is that is either progressive or very sick. Yeah. I think the latter. Thanksgiving um, would never. It would never occur to me. There's no way I'm having sex on Thanksgiving. Well, right? no, that one's gonna be too full. Oh yeah, yeah food just, almost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, whole story and Christy Lee has inspired me. Oh, really? To pick up a guitar late last night, late, late at the hotel, uh-huh. and write a song called uh, Christy Lee Christmas. Oh, very nice. Let me make sure this oh, guitar's working. Give me a strum of that. That sound good, Dean? Okay, there we go. <laughs> Christy, I'll stuff your stocking. If you'll trim my tree, oh, I'd love some trim, please. Oh, baby, light my Yule log. I'll come down your chimney. Chris Lee, oh, there's mistletoe overhead. We're spending Christmas in bed. Oh, oh Santa comes once a year, but we're at it all day long. All day long oh, We'll have some Christmas cheer, darling uh, Won't bother singing silly Christmas songs Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way You have such such a tasty spread We're spending Christmas in bed <laughs> I'm gonna wake up Christmas morning And pull out my bass Plug it in your app just to see that smile on your face. <laughs> Get my holly jollies, so let me deck those halls. Put a load of icing all over these Christmas balls. There's mistletoe over here. We're spending Christmas in bed with Christy Lee. Right. That could be read Sounds one lovely. of several ways. Um, yeah. So I don't know, so you a big spread there at Christmas. You make a little, you do turkey yeah. or... No, AM. we are big Christmas morning breakfast people. Oh, I have yeah. a we have a tradition. Ah, uh, do you do the biscuits big and gravy? Tradition. Biscuits oh. and gravy. We have scrambled oh, eggs. Oh. We have bacon. We have yeah. It's a it's the best cinnamon rolls. I hope in heaven gravy isn't fattening. Just a, it right. is, it is a small <laughs> observation. <laughs> I'm not a big gravy fan except for what? biscuits and gravy, sausage gravy. I love oh, sausage. Oh, gravy. Oh, oh yeah. gravy. big fan. <laughs> That's my yeah. the favorite my favorite thing about Thanksgiving because it, it gravy it goes everything, everything in Thanksgiving yes. gravy goes it just makes it better. Oh, no. sweet no. potato casserole! Stuffy. Oh, look, there's gravy. No, yeah. <laughs> you put gravy on sweet potato casserole. I, and I that's just, wrong. Yeah, it's, it's the one time I really eat gravy is Thanksgiving, and I mm-hmm. pretty much. I think you'd be surprised to know that I am a less is more when it comes to gravy. I don't use really? it at all. A little dab will do you. Yeah. See, I have to really? be swimming yes. in it. Yeah. 
I have to flood my food with really? it. Really? Yeah, assume, I'm same way with I syrup. I assumed you were a squeegee and slurp kind of great. I would think <laughs> most people would assume it, yeah. But no, I'm, nope, just a little bit. Well, uh, you're you know. adorable. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, maybe we can well, get Pat to play later on uh, the, uh, new, uh, just, the new Josh no, I song. Tickle. I'm a thorough and generous lover. Good job, though. Yeah, customer service style. Catching it with your elbow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm need a new sweater. <laughs> like a pretty wet one. <laughs> I've got no, a story about that. Uh, coming up, uh, we should say, wait a minute, coming up, we're here right now, aren't we? This is the Bob and Tom Show. This is actually the show starting. Uh, let's see, let's that's, go. Let's that's Ace. Um, he's uh, at the command module over there. Here coming in, in hot. In the Napa Auto Parts studio, coming in hot, Chick's new uh, phrase. Chick, I think, came back into the United States last uh, sometime in the last few hours, I think. So we hope to see him soon. Uh, back from his trip to the UK. Todd McComas, former police officer, now a comedian, part of the Pat McAfee organization, is here with us in the studio. Also with us in the studio, uh, we have comedian Pat Godwin. Just heard a great song about Christy Lee and Pat getting together for Christmas. <laughs> that won't be happening. Hey, you never know. <laughs> no, I do know. <laughs> Christmas miracles do happen. Never I won't even never. be in the state Christmas Day. Well, either will Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. We'll <laughs> follow you. Hey, it's no, convenient. No. No. <laughs> yeah. I, if that does happen, no. Um, I, I, I own a pair. Of, I own a pair of nice roller skates. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the world is ended. Frozen over. Um, uh, there's and I there's are a lot Josh closer there's than you think. Yeah. Okay. What? We traveled a lot together. Wink, wink. Nothing you ever. Were. Don't ever insinuate that yes, again. We were no. close. I listened to you talk we for close. six hours about uh, some woman. Yes, it's exhausting. I never have been so insulted. Odds are her name was Kim. Yeah, her name was Kim. Yeah, it was Kim. The, uh, Pat has an interesting record of getting a Kim tattoo and then getting rid of that Kim, or getting rid of by her, and then getting another Kim and then another. But in the meantime, we've uh, covered the tattoo. Mm-hmm. We do have a lady that wants to take the tattoo off. We should do that. Is yeah. there just a is there a site, a date site that just says Kim.com? No, there's not. <laughs> Kim's meet meet Kim. Kim's Yeah. Uh, yeah no, add no. an S to it or something. Skim, I don't know. Yeah. You're, Kim's, you're currently Kim Kimless. I am Kimless, yeah. <laughs> now I was a witness yesterday to a rather unpleasant event. Um you want to explain what happened with your uh texting? All right. I was seeing this girl from Cincinnati called Holly and it mm-hmm. kind of just it got awkward. Then I thought recently I would well, just, well, by awkward I think you burned the bridge with you a couple of sent her a mean text. Yes, un- I did. Yes. 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 I'm an idiot. So I apologized, uh-huh. and then I was coming back slowly, not over texting, just a couple texts. This is over the course of the last month. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, on Sunday I'm driving back here, and I thought, what the heck? I got a little bit of time. I'll see how this works. I'm going to send. A, I've been t- I've been texting Holly all afternoon. She's been so very sweet. This Good. Is, yeah. the, the, by the way, the, the the moral of the story is don't text while driving. No, don't, <laughs> no. I was using voice to text, which also can be scary. Right. Uh, but uh, during that period of time, Grace uh, from our staff, your staff, um, she texted me about accommodations and where I was staying, kind of that kind of thing. And I just completely forgot about it. Now, <laughs> I'm, going to, now I'm going to text Holly. Yeah. And I text Holly right after Grace had sent me the hotel uh, where, I was, where I was staying. I text what I think is texting Holly. Hey, if you have some free time, why don't you come visit me? This is the best. This is the best. Uh, so three thirty in the afternoon. All uh, right, that goes to Grace. Yes, I don't know this. Yeah, no, Grace. Driving. Grace uh, is um, twenty five. I knew her when she was seven. Yeah, Grace is um, a lovely young woman, but she happens to work here, does the booking yeah. among other things, and so she thinks. So at three thirty, I sent this text. 
she gets it here. And, you know, she, I don't and she's just booked your hotel. Yeah, right. Booked, yeah. If you have some free time, why don't you come visit me? <laughs> she obviously knows the hotel that you're staying at. Yeah. So all, what time okay. did she show up? <laughs> <laughs> so she. Oh, I was just. I, that would have been so So she funny. responds. But you think it's Holly responding. Right? No one responds. Oh, oh no one responds oh, I don't get all. a text. And then oh. I talk to Tom a little bit and I uh, blah, blah, blah. And I decide uh, I'm going to get gas. And uh, uh, now I can thoroughly look at my phone. Mm-hmm. Right. And I go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I text Grace. Grace, please, I don't want to kill myself. Uh, Respond. That was, that was meant for Holly. But yeah. she's asleep. I keep texting her. Grace four, is asleep. Yeah. So I she hasn't seen o'clock. it. Okay. She does finally see it because her phone's going. Right. Uh, and she finally goes, oh, okay, I understand. <laughs> but for like seven hours, she thought I was, you know, so un- did Holly Uncle Bad Touch. You? Wow. <laughs> Holly never got the text. Oh, Holly. you didn't resend it to Holly? No, no, I took a screenshot, sent it to Tom. He goes, yikes. Oh, and then I sent it to Holly. She yeah, goes, I, woke up like a, I woke up at like two in the morning and saw that it just stayed like, yikes. <laughs> I've done that to my again. son by on accident when he was much younger one time. I was single and I... Just, <laughs> I had a little extra time in the morning before I had to be at work, so I had texted a girl, you know, hey, maybe I'll come by for a little morning, rhymes with DJ, and uh, my son just texted back, damn it, dad. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, buddy. that's funny. That'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. So what happened with Holly? Uh, we're still texting. She thought that was funny. Oh, sure, yeah. She says that maybe she will come visit. That was her response. Okay, good. Yeah, nice. Maybe it helped out. It could have. Yeah. It's funny. It lightened up the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, yeah. well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see if Grace shows up this morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although Christy does raise, raise a great point. Uh, what if Grace had shown? Oh, it would have been so funny. Oh. I mean, just as a joke, not that not to insinuate that she that would, would no, but I mean, just that's to go, what she should have done. She should have knocked on the door. I'm here, and you. Oh, like, oh my god, that's uh, so funny. That would have been great. Oh, no, she camera, said she camera took the, crew come yeah. in. <laughs> no, she said she took the phone and showed my text to one of your, your employees, and she went, "Ew." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's flattering. Yeah, that's very flattering. Yeah, also, I'm glad the, you told the me the voice that. to text thing. You really got to watch. Oh, oh it never gets it right. Never. Yeah, yeah. I, spe- I was going back and forth with John <laughs> Feinstein, the great writer. Mm-hmm. I was in my car, and then I, I got to wherever I got, and I looked at it, and oh, God. God, totally illiterate. <laughs> I had to do a thing going, hey, John, sorry, I was yeah. doing voice to text. And he writes back, I was wondering what the hell was wrong. <laughs> well, and I don't want to brag, but we're professional broadcasters. So we speak pretty clearly and unseen right. properly. Imagine if you don't oh, what yeah. your talk to text mm-hmm. must look like. Yeah, well, because uh, it's The technology is pretty good. Yeah. But if you... Sometimes at the end of a message, I'll say dictated, not proofread if I'm driving. Right. So I can. I've never uh, done it. I've never done talk to text. Oh, it's really? It's not bad. It's They've gotten the technology. It's pretty good. It I just don't text. I, and I, I'm real. I just don't text when I drive. Do you get that thing on your phone where if, if people leave you a voicemail, it turns it into a text automatically? Yeah. That's no. pretty cool. Transcribe. Transcribe. That's, that's 90% really there. Yeah, 80%. Does, yeah. It even does like commas and exclamation points and a lisp. But one time I sent something and it came out a lisp and it made no sense at all. So uh, you're supposed to say ellipsis. Ellipsis. <laughs> that's the three dot thing. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's go over to the news desk with Christy Lee and see what's going on over there. A couple of stories. We were talking about Christmas earlier. One of the most famous songs of Christmas is being celebrated as it approaches its 200th anniversary. Do you want to guess which one it is? 12 days. Mm. Silent Night. Silent Night. Oh. Mm. Centerpiece of a concert yesterday at Trinity Church in Lower Manhattan. The carol debuted in Austria in December of 1818. 
and made its way around the rest of Europe and the United States. It's a lovely one, right? It's a very beautiful one. Yeah. yeah. I bring that up. It's one of my favorites, I would say. Yeah, it's good. Is it? Yeah. Because uh, we have a magpie that's learned to sing some Christmas carols. Is that right? Mike, (laughs) a domesticated magpie living in England. (laughs) Mike. (laughs) Yep. Magpies are supposed to be the smartest bird. They're crows, right? Aren't they like a crow? Um, Are they? Yeah. They are, but they I, I think they're right? yeah. considered to be one of the most intelligent animals in the world. Really? Yeah. The Metro UK reports Mike the Magpie has learned to say Merry Christmas. He reportedly picked up the seasonal greeting by mimicking owner Steve Rostern and Janine McLaren and by listening to his favorite British radio station, Classic FM, which apparently was playing Christmas songs. All right. Classic FM. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Mrs. Mike the Magpie, by the way, before I sing some songs, I've got to do traffic and weather. <laughs> hey, we do <laughs> Mike the Magpie with traffic traffic on the 10s. <laughs> yeah, magpies are super smart. Mm-hmm. Super smart little birds. Huh. Um, can, you, not I assume you can get them pet. here. Pardon? I assume you can get them here. The, the well, exotic I, bird I think magpie is a... I think it's a, the British term for a crow, but I could I be know, wrong. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a specific type of... Uh, well, here's a picture wrong. of one. Oh, it's, it's got... Oh, no, ooh, it's got white on it. It's got like a white chest, but it, you know, it looks kind of like a crow. The difference between a crow and a magpie. Um, <laughs> considered, to be, you know, considered to be one of the most intelligent animals in the world of yeah. any kind. Yeah. They're from the same huh. family. This is interesting. One of the few non-mammal species able to recognize itself in a mirror. Wow. How do they know that? They put a mirror in front of them. <laughs> but how do they know the magpie doesn't think it's their friend? What's this magpie's name again? Mike. Mike. Their friend Steve. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. The mirror test. That's really interesting. I've never heard of that. Um, I guess like if you do that for a chimpanzee, they know they know. They figure out after a while that they're looking at themselves. I would think so. Because my dogs are so stupid. Right. Oh. They go through that all the time. They stand at the window, and if the light's just right, they see themselves. See themselves and, and they bark themselves themselves for 10 oh, minutes. Yeah. They the do? Time. Yes. <laughs> I can't yeah, wait to get drapes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh. Why are you here at the blind store, Miss Lee? Uh, my dog's an idiot. <laughs> no, I, you know, I recently Hold off moved. getting those drapes, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> I've already ordered them, sorry. No, it's got it's crazy. Every single night watching television or they see the TV yep. reflection in the patio door and mm-hmm. they start going crazy. Do your dogs when uh, a dog comes on TV, oh. do they notice it right away? That new Walmart commercial where oh, the dog's yeah. chasing uh-huh. out at the door. Yeah. When the dog barks though, they always it. look at the speaker. If you've got those really? remote, that's where it's coming from, yeah. Those remote speakers uh-huh. on the side of the TV, uh-huh. they're way over there and there. That's must have, that my dogs haven't quite figured that out yet. <laughs> Roof, look over there. Uh, we've got a lot to get to here, including um, oh, a gr- great wedding story. Um, if you want to have s- someone having very intimate relations right next to the cake, oh boy, um, don't cut the cake. He's not through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and today is. National French Toast Day, which oh, leads yum. to a certain certain something. Uh, well, we're coming right back. It's the Bob and Tom Show. This is the Bob and Tom Show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. We're live in the Napa Auto Parts studios. I'll go around this way. There's Christy Lee right there. Hi, everybody. First and foremost, the lady of the house. Thank you. You'll have some uh, other members of the Distaff crew coming up later on. We'll talk with comedian Allie Breen and uh-huh. Jessica from Jess, our staff, yeah. so you won't feel like you're totally Thank outnumbered you. in here. we got the beard crew here. Uh, Josh with his uh, new full beard, looking pretty good, Josh. Thank you. Pat Godwin. uh, Van Dyke. 
popular yeah, for a month in 1997. Yes, uh, the Van Dyke is back. Uh, looks a little less gray than it did a couple days ago. Did we have a? It's called uh, drugstore. Uh huh. <laughs> drugstore gray. Drugstore brown. Uh, Todd McComas is across the way. Comedian, ex-cop, former United States Marine Corps, and uh, and now part of the Pat McAfee organization. And Ace Cosby is our engineer today. Thank you, Hello. Ace. Uh, welcome back to the program. We uh, get another song out of Pat here in just a couple minutes, but um, I did want to mention this. Have you seen – this has been floating around the Internet lately. A lot of talk about the Beatles because oh, they have uh, – hey. get this out of the way when Chick's not here. We have um, – <laughs> the Beatles have uh, re-released the famous White Album, mm. actually called The Beatles. Everybody called it The White Album. And uh, they have um, – uh, as you know, done a lot of – they've released some in-progress pieces from – as they were making the record. It's really cool. Outtakes, if you will. Yeah, you know, outtakes, rehearsals, uh, just all kinds of stuff. So if you're a big fan of that of that album, it's certainly fun. But in the meantime, this has been floating around the internet. Uh, Beatles songs for millennials. Anybody see any of these? Mm-mm. No. no. Uh, uh, for example, they'll, they'll, they'll take a, a Beatles title. And they'll uh, change it to be more contemporary. Oh. For example, um, while my iPhone gently tweets, <laughs> quite sweet. Uh, baby, you can drive my Uber. Um, a day in my life, M E H. We all live in a yellow submarine because the baby boomers <laughs> crashed the housing market. <laughs> they sound like songs for you to write, Pat. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Or, uh, or Pat, you can write funny songs. Yeah. <laughs> this is so far laugh free, Tom. Uh, laugh free. I'm just reporting. Uh, I think this must be based on a student debt called uh, Can't Buy Me Effing Anything. <laughs> well, I have a Beatles song for that if you'd like to hear it. You do? Sure. Oh, well, let's get, get your guitar on. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, right, Josh? Yes, sir. Let's get at it. Yeah. How about Bitcoin Lane? That do anything for you? <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now that I'm older, life isn't fair with a midlife bankruptcy. <laughs> Will you still be thinking of me as a spouse if you knew I can't buy a house? <laughs> Things have dried up by can't get a loan, I've never been so poor Will you still love me, but no one above me If my credit score was 64 Hi <laughs> <laughs> Josh, that's how it goes Yes uh, <laughs> I, I didn't think your credit score could below, go below, what, 300? Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta work real hard at that yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to know, to say that I don't know that Is it 300? I think so yeah, yeah, It's like the SATs, you get Certain amount, yeah. Uh, Three hundred for signing your name. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we have an interesting story in sports this morning. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, did you see the one where the guy faked his death? This yeah, is, no. an Irish amateur football team has issued an apology for falsely reporting Sorry. that one of its players had died last week. <laughs> Ballybrack FC was due to play Arklow Town, but the match was postponed after Ballybrack reported one of its players, Spaniard Fernando Nuno La Puenta. La Fuente mm. had died in a car crash. The news saw all teams in the league hold a minutes of silence before the start of their matches with players donning black armbands. The league and some clubs even tweeted condolences to the player and his family. But the league has since confirmed it learned the player was not dead and was actually back in his native Spain. League chairman David Moran called the club's announcement a disgrace, saying it had brought the whole league into disrepute. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yes. Get your facts straight. Maybe they, they did it deliberately. Yeah, to get out of this match. match. What? Yeah, You're allowed they, to forfeit. I shouldn't have been half-assed listening. So they. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not really. Yeah, no. They, yeah, they they did it to get out of a match. Wow. Uh, uh, you know who? So who knows? Hey, yeah. Uh. Man, oh man. So, um, but the guy's alive. So that's the good news. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he, I, his family was thrilled. Oh yeah. I got a lot of green bean salad. <laughs> yeah, plenty of casseroles yeah. delivered to the house. I don't know what it is about death that makes people make green bean salad. I don't really care for it <laughs> pretty much any time, but nice of them. Uh, anyway, we got deli- we got that going on. We are- oh. oh, can you grab that? Sure. Hello, Bob drastic. and Tom show. Hey, Bob and Tom, it's Donnie Baker. Oh, hello, Donnie. Donnie. I think the next game, you know, just for promotion, he ought to come out of the tunnel riding El Chapo's moped. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God. That would great. <laughs> it fell out. You know, I made up a lot of excuses to get out of stuff, and I ain't never faked somebody's death. Really? That's pretty strong, yeah. But there's this one kid in my small engine repair class, Jimmy Roberts. You guys know Jimmy? No. Todd's no. brother? No. Their dad invented jalapeno poppers. Really? Oh, <laughs> Man, they're rolling in money, so he I didn't bet. need an education. Yeah. He'd always have a death in the family whenever it came up to be test time and stuff. He was always making up these fake funeral stories. He went through like three aunts and four uncles, five gammies, all in the first semester. Five. The, the best part was when his grandma really did die, he couldn't make the funeral because he'd already used up all his dead days. <laughs> <laughs> they, keep, they, they keep a roster of those? Oh, yeah. Do. I'll never forget, Tom, because our class got free catering. All you can eat appetizers. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'll say it like this. I, I'm about to fake my own death right now to get out of this relationship I'm in. Uh-oh. What's that? Hey, Josh and Todd, you guys ever date a single mom? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. You guys know the worst part about dating single moms? <laughs> What's that? Besides all the low self-esteem, stretch marks, and nonstop pressure to get Luke Bryan tickets? <laughs> no, what? Well, the worst part has to be the baby daddy. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a now, problem. Now, them baby daddies who got 50-50 custody, pay their child support on time, and still buy our smokes, I got no problem with them. Uh-huh. Right. You know, the ones that take the kids half the time and give me and her some space sure. and we have a few nights to, to bang it out proper, I'm living with them hardtails. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Tiffany, the chick I'm seeing right now, yeah, her, her baby daddy gets the kids one week in a month and uh, two weeks during the summer. Wow. He, he's like in the National Guard of crap. Swear <laughs> <laughs> to God. And the worst thing is her oldest son, Lucas. Hey, he plays football, so I pick him up from practice three, five days a week. <laughs> Go to all his games, sit out in the rain during, you know, when it snows, I endure all the elements. Then, of course, when his team makes it to states, his uh, uh, biblical dad shows up uh-huh. for the championship. Biological. Claiming all the glory. Uh-huh. You know, of course, the championship game's indoors. Plenty of cover. They got heat. Yeah, where was you, dude, when it's snowing Friday night before? And even my hot chocolate had frostbite in it. Oh. God. And he used the game screaming, that's my boy. That's my boy. Well, if that's your boy, why would I have to go into my wallet to shell out my money for his mouth guard and Kodiak dip? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking to you, Shelby. But what else do you expect from some dick rocking a basic bitch name? <laughs> All I know is he better fake his own death before I beat his ass. Or maybe I should fake my own, because I don't think she's a long-term side piece I'm looking for anyway. Yeah. Oh, and I learned this from my buddy Jimmy. Do you know if you clean out all the cream cheese from a jalapeno popper, it can work as a one-hitter? 
<laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Shelby and Tiffany. Boy, that's a match made in heaven, isn't it? Let's not gloss over the fact that Donnie is taking small engine repair yes. classes. <laughs> hey. Yeah, good for him. Uh, maybe get, trade. Get, him off the, get him off the loading dock. Yeah. Yeah. Get each wolfie something. I'm excited yes. about that. It might be good. Um, uh, I want to get another tune out of uh, Pat Godwin in just a second. But first... Yesterday, I went to my uh, restaurant where I go almost all the time mm-hmm. for lunch. Mm-hmm. Had a meeting. <laughs> sat down, and uh, ordinarily, I don't have to order because I always get the same thing, and they know. Sure. Oh, but the romaine recall? Yes. Because you couldn't get your salmon Caesar salad. Chicken. Yesterday. The what point is, um, <laughs> yeah, no romaine lettuce. So what would you eat? Um, some kind of burrito or something, and oh. some rolled up. Did you like That's it? a big change up. It was okay, but I, my whole body is now reacting. <laughs> uh, so the point is, um, I don't know if you heard about this, but it was um, I think two days before Thanksgiving they announced last week that all romaine lettuce was mm-hmm. you were supposed to throw it away. Restaurants, your home, whatever you were, throw it away. Right. And um, uh, I didn't hadn't heard much about it, but Pat was here with us and uh, i have a recording of uh, pat did a little tribute to romaine yeah uh, what's amazing i mean we had just the story had just broken so pat congratulations on this one um because a totally original song you'll you'll okay as you can see and he just nailed it right here he's strumming that, he's strumming that guitar oh you have your guitar if you want to get sick sick real quick Romaine. (laughs) People don't upset us. Stop it pooping on the lettuce. Romaine. (laughs) E. coli, E. coli, E. coli. Romaine. Very good, Pat. Thank you. From last week. Now, the reference to E. coli, um, and uh, I had this theory that – the, uh, the great people working hard out there picking the lettuce, mm-hmm. apparently, you know, nature calls and you're sure. in, in the field. And no, no, it's a long way back. It's well, not what's happening. I, I suggested this on the air. I've received uh, several emails confirming this is uh, certainly a possibility. What? Yes. I would think so. I like my duty-free lettuce. It's a hell of a way to get back at us. Yeah. So, by yeah. the way, is the... Uh, Is Romaine back? No. No. I was at the store last night because it was Taco Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I needed lettuce, (laughs) shredded lettuce for the tacos. And well, they they did have shredded iceberg, but they did not have any romaine. So did you get the iceberg? Yeah. Okay. Gotta have lettuce. Lettuce is lettuce is lettuce. Wrong. Wrong, my friend. They have shredded greens. Have you seen that? The lettuce that's called shredded greens. Mm. What's the stuff that tastes like the roadside weeds? Uh, uh, Like grandma's backyard. When you you eat it, it tickles your throat as it goes down and you just want to kill yourself. See, I like all that. I like spinach and kale. It's arugula, isn't it? Arugula. I'm not a big kale guy, but I do like a spinach salad. Spinach is... I I don't put lettuce on much. I I I always use spinach. Mm -hmm. Lettuce is nothing. It's Romaine is delicious. It's wet air. Dry. Hierarchy of lettuce? Hierarchy of lettuce, Josh, go. <laughs> of lettuce? <laughs> of salad greens. Let's go, Josh. Just endives? No, just or salad. You can do it. Come on, salad you got greens. this. You got salad this. Salad greens, number one, spinach. Ooh. Number two, the uh, what's in that spring mix? Yeah. Uh, is that like stuff. a. Yeah, kale, arugula, yeah. leaves and such. Yeah. Number three, I guess. Um, oh, you know what I do like? 
the butter lettuce that grows. Oh, that is like good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, is that Boston lettuce? Or Boston something? butter lettuce. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, wow. Yeah, that should be number Never one. Heard of it? That is good. Oh yeah, it's good. I forgot about that stuff. Mm-hmm. That is pretty good. But so no romaine up there for you? Well, I mean, I don't mind it, but it's just not. I'd rather have something with more substance to it. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Spinach is the best. No, in the hierarchy of food, where does salad land? <laughs> You, I, I know what you're doing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the answer is salad isn't food. <laughs> the, no, I, you, I love a good salad. I love salads. Me too. But I'm good at turning a salad into a 3,000 calorie <laughs> thing. Yeah, the bacon Do you eat salad on a date? Um, I know you're not necessarily supposed to because you can get green things in your teeth yeah. and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I will. Yeah. It's what? Yes. That's one of the rules. Of, yeah, that was one of the one rules of the we had. Rules. Uh, not don't, have salad? Yeah, don't have mm-hmm. salad because you can get... I you go to the... Excuse yourself to the men's room, do a little bit of teeth maintenance. Oh, right. Yeah. That's what you... Or you mm-hmm. like to do it right at the table and kind of like... Fire them across. Nice. Oh, sorry. I got in the eye, Gladys. That's attractive. Also, like once I put the giant croutons on there, I'm always afraid when I used to date, like I would get one with the giant croutons. I don't know how to navigate those without looking like uh, like a pig. Like you know what I mean? Oh, I got another person because you either crunch them up and you got to chew forever and make the sounds, or you know hit it with your knife and it just explodes everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how to navigate it. To me, it's like a civil war thing. You're recreating a battle. I always move the croutons all around until when I'm completely done, they're all sitting in the bowl Uh and I return. Turn them to the kitchen where they belong. <laughs> yeah, I get no croutons. As Bob once said, stale bread. I like croutons. <laughs> yeah. no, I love you. croutons. It depends on where they are, but I, oh, Olive Garden croutons. Ruby amazing. Tuesday. Mm, pumpernickel. Yeah. Mm. Those are the only ones I like. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Well, um, today is yes. not crouton day. No, it isn't. It's National French Toast Day, ladies you know and that? gentlemen. You know, so good. It was Monday was, yeah, was one of them was like Bavarian Pie Day. What was Monday? No, it was cake, National Cake Day National Monday. Cake Day. You no, know, the first toast was not fried in France. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are long-time listeners of the show, you've enjoyed that callback. Sir Duncan! <laughs> if you've never made French toast, the base consists of eggs and milk whisked together. Many add sugar, vanilla, and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. You dip mm-hmm. it in, fry it till golden brown, put some syrup and butter on you. Yes. My gosh. Best scene making French toast in a movie? What? Uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer. Oh. Dustin Hoffman's making it, and he burns the bejesus out of his hand early on in the movie. Then later on, when he becomes has to become a dad, learns how to make delightful French toast. That's a really nice, subtle Very touching. It is, callback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And and uh, you know, there could be a cookbook of 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 movies that actually give you recipes that it, it's kind of on the. For example, in The Godfather, remember that they they go to the mattresses, and he's explaining how to make the. You put your sausages in the. Remember that scene mm-hmm. where they're making. Yeah. The, oh yeah, and Goodfellas. Yeah, and they're in the jail. No, jail. no, it's, no it's, but it's, also in, in James Conn, right? Was it was it James Conn? The Godfather. Was okay, yeah, there's a scene yeah. where they're Wasn't making. Wasn't that the premise the of spaghetti. dinner in a movie with Paul Gilmartin? Didn't they do that? Um, yes, they would make recipes, yeah, make based, recipes on the movies. based on the movies. Well, yeah. it's complicated. The chocolate croissant that Meryl Streep makes. That's a wonderful scene. She describes how to make the chocolate croissant. What the hell movie is that? It's called It's Complicated. <laughs> oh, It's Complicated. Yeah. Mm. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, right now, since you were talking about uh, toast. <laughs> you have to be so nasty. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know why I got it. I don't know why I got like it. There's two kinds of French toast. There's the French toast where you dip it in, you know, in, its, in the egg stuff. Yeah. Just stack a bunch of regular pieces of toast. Uh, and 
the shape of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be busy today at IHOF. Um, <laughs> IHOF? International House of Toast? Of French Toast. The yeah. International yeah. House of French Toast. Oh. They only have two locations. <laughs> but in honor of that, we'll play this. All around the country and coast to coast. People always say, what do you like most? <laughs> I don't want to brag. I don't want to boast. I always tell them, I like toast. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, toast! Yeah, toast! I get up in the morning about 6 a.m. Have a little jelly, have a little jam. Take a piece of bread, put it in the slot. Push down the lever and the wires get hot. I get toast. Yeah, toast! Yeah, toast! Now, there's no secret to toasting perfection. There's a dial on the side and you make your selection. Push to the dark or the light and then, if it pops too soon, press down again. Make toast. <laughs> When the first caveman drove in from the dregs, didn't know what would go with the bacon and the eggs. <laughs> Must have been a genius, got it in his head. Plug the toaster in the wall, buy a bag of bread, make toast. <laughs> yeah, toast! <laughs> oh, we must have a bonjour, Cocat. <laughs> In Chicago, we're on the Bob and Tom show. Yeah, Toast. <laughs> the genius of Haywood Banks in honor of um, French Toast Day here hey, in the United States. Tommy, French Toast, powdered sugar or butter and syrup? Uh, either way. Oh. I go either way. Or or all three. Yeah. I wow. enjoy all three. Gluttons. Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. I, and I hoffed. Um, I always get all three. But I, well, I'll tell you what's wrong and immoral is the flavored syrup. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. Blueberries. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Get it off my table. Yeah, you hand me too one much, of those, I grenade it across the yes, restaurant. That, that array of colored much, syrup. Wrong. Ooh. Out of here, yes, boysenberry. Yeah, take that to, yeah, take oh, that to the barbershop and put it in somebody's hair. <laughs> yeah. Now, when did we stop calling, calling it Freedom Toast? I know there was a period of time. Uh, when uh, <laughs> I'm going to say 2003, <laughs> the week after it came out. Yeah. <laughs> when you were little, did you think that uh, French toast was just toast with tongue? <laughs> no. Okay, just ask. Oh, oh, man, Christy and I made a mistake of looking at Ryan's looking too when he did it. Up next, we had what, different childhoods. <laughs> up next, what do doctors swallow? We'll find out. This is the Bob and Tom Show. Welcome back to the Bob and Tom Show. 
Thanks for joining us. We're live in the Napa Auto Parts oh, studio once days. again. Christy Lee reminiscing over there. Um, there's Ace over there, uh, our engineer today. Time to rock. Sitting in with us from the Pat McAfee organization, PMO, it's uh, it's comedian Todd McComas, former police officer. Got a bunch of cool cop stories. Maybe we should get one of those out of him in just a second. Pat Godwin, a veteran uh, stand-up comedian, musician. He has cop stories that involves being in the other side, other, other, uh, yeah. side, other side of the cell. I have a unique perspective. <laughs> Josh, you're on the beard looking good. Thank you. Um, and uh, there's Christy Lee, of course. Uh, Hi. Uh, once again, today is uh, International French Toast Day. It's been a good week for days. That makes sense. National Cake Day. Yep. National Cake Day. What was yesterday? Bavarian Pie Day. We oh, I love a good Bavarian that. pie. What is a Bavarian pie? Is it essentially a Boston cream, cream pie? Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. So Tasty. Uh, it's a, not a good week for being on a diet in terms of these celebrations. This isn't but. a good t- time to be on a diet, period. No. Nah. Between November and January, it's, it's just, just the off. worst. Yeah. Yeah, Start over afterward. But French toast is... Uh, you didn't, do you ever make French toast? I do, Josh. It's yeah, pretty simple. Oh, I yeah. do. And you I add, add I, I add vanilla Me and too. cinnamon. Not so do uh, I. I don't add sugar. Vanilla and cinnamon. A little uh, little milk. Whip it up with some eggs. Dunk the toast in. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because if you think about it, French toast is like the paper mache of food. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of made the same way you make <laughs> yeah. paper mache. Right. You dip it. Yeah, yeah. You could make it into like a little dinosaur sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's before you cook it, of course. You ever make uh, French toast out of like coffee cake? Slice yeah. your coffee cake. Dip you know it? what else? Oh, you oh, want to uh, use this? Yeah, the Hawaiian, Hawaiian bread. Oh. Oh. I forget that Hawaiian oh. bread. Yeah, good call. And I'm getting Hawaiian really, bread. really hungry. King's, King's Hawaiian mm. bread. French Chala. Toast. Chala's a good bread for French toast. Yes, right? it is. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, we uh, once again are celebrating. Uh, I'm so hungry. The IHOFT. Um, Two locations, the International House of French Toast. It didn't really take off the way they thought it would. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. IHOP was open on Thanksgiving. I drove by one and it was packed. Really? Yes. Good. Packed. I know. Good for them. You know, they say more people than ever are actually eating out on Thanksgiving. Yep. I, I believe totally that. Get the Bob that. Evans was packed. Yes, yeah. it was. And so was Applebee's that night. Oh, did you? Did you do both? Both? Yeah, both. We had fun. <laughs> my son and I. You were invited to my house. You didn't come over. Thanks. That's not how it went down. <laughs> we I will were, rip that fourth wall down. <laughs> no, I believe we were sitting in here when he wanted to come and you. We were just, develop, just doing a head count. You did FaceTime me in the hotel, which was very sweet. Oh, oh God! Just rubbing no, it wait, in. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait a minute. No, here's the, here's the, the warm, here's the, cup, the cozy fireplace. You? I thought it was weird too. I didn't know. Hey, I thought he butt dialed me accidentally. <laughs> no, I was with the girls and little girls, and, and I had we, they wanted to say hi, and uh, we invited them over for. Th- I didn't. I thought you were in town. I didn't realize you'd you'd uh, exit really? the state again. I, I, I really? I didn't, I didn't realize the, the war had kicked in. <laughs> Todd, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's get another song out of you. You got the guitar over there. No. We've got um, a number of uh, topics we've been um, talking about today. Any of them uh, appeal to you uh, with respect? Well, to- we're, we're in the holiday season here. And uh, in 2006, I spent the holidays um, in a facility. Wow. So oh, is- oh, yeah. Now, by facility, Aww. let's make this clear. You, uh, uh, well, maybe the song will make it clear. Oh, do you need to, Do I need to give any background on this? You do not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more than happy to. Uh, we, 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 oh, we know. <laughs> Does the facility have ice? Just let him do the song. Well, that's what got you into the song. <laughs> on the first day of rehab, my counselor said to me, they found you drunk under the Christmas tree. Oh. On the second day of rehab, the doctor said, 
said to me, no more drinking. They found you drunk under a Christmas tree. <laughs> On the third day of rehab, my ex, she visited me. <laughs> I told you you'd end up here. <laughs> they said, no more drinking. And what's this about a Christmas tree? <laughs> On the fourth day of rehab, I got the DT. Five orderlies (laughs) Tried to hold me down And gave me a shot of Thorazine And then I slept for the next four days (laughs) To move the song along Sure, yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. On the eighth day of rehab The nurse she gave to me Prozac for depression Valium for shaking Lithium for mood swings I'm higher than a star on a Christmas (laughs) On the ninth day of rehab The office said to me your insurance won't cover 12 days. <laughs> Nine days is your limit. Or it'll cost you 5 Gs. <laughs> Two cops are here inquiring about the idiot. They found drunk under the downtown Christmas tree. Right. <laughs> 12 days of rehab. Oh, boy. That, that Thorazine is good stuff. Oh. <laughs> Sleep like a baby. Five uh, Ks. It's a bargain. Uh, <laughs> this must be 2003 pricing. Uh, uh, no, Pulled the Kevin Bacon in Diner. Remember yeah. that scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the Bob and Tom Show. Welcome back to the Bob and Tom Show. I'm out of breath from pressing this button over here. <laughs> How does it work, this one over here? Oh, wrong one. Okay, sorry. Welcome back to the Bob and Tom Show. God, I love this song. It sounds like we're... Sounds like we're all lawyers, you know? Uh, yeah. Cosby, Griswold, and McComas. Oh, wow. They only attract beautiful clients every week from their L.A. law firm. Remember how they, they, they all those shows, L.A.? Was always mm-hmm. L.A. everything like it was going to be better. Yeah, oh, yeah. L.A. law. Yeah. L.A. janitor. Yeah. That's not just any vomit. <laughs> That's a starlet's vomit. Now they have a whole thing about Chicago. That's a fraud. Ever see? They got this. <laughs> Chicago Fire. They got like a whole night of fake Chicago stuff. They don't have the slaughter that is any given weekend. (laughs) Chai Town. Let's get serious. Uh, Sorry. Uh, That's just a fantasy. We have uh, found ourselves in the Napa Auto Parts studios. And um, we have uh, the room has gotten significantly better looking just in the last few minutes. Thank you. Thank you. With the arrival of uh, Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Jess. You look very nice. Uh, Yes. Thank you. During the. during the break, um, <laughs> I had to, why are you bringing this up? Because I, you cannot measure how much I don't care. Then I, that's why I didn't bring it up on the air. I was talking to Jessica. I wasn't speaking with you. Why do you care? At I all? don't care. I. What are we? What are we talking about? Nothing. Oh, it became oh, well, the view <laughs> for like five minutes in here. They're talking yeah. about the royal family. What's her name? Oh, Meghan yeah. Markle, do you care? Whatever her name Johnson. is now. Yeah. Yeah. William and <sighs> Harry apparently are. Having some problems. Oh, so what? Are they gonna have to go to work. She's the she's the Yoko Ono of the royal family. Well, that's, that's what, what they get. Yeah. I don't think so. They're all fine. <laughs> all right. They're gonna be okay. They okay. own everything. Yes. They got it as a birthright. Okay. Uh-huh. So the boys aren't speaking. There's apparently a, a you rift. Can't, you can't measure how much I don't care. <laughs> you just, you're the one who brought Did he not bring it up? Yes. No, well, he, he did it bring up? it up uh, on air, yes. You yeah. guys tried to keep it off air. Tom, are you feeling better today? Were you sick? You were cranky in the studio, in the lab yesterday. We were working in the lab yesterday, and somehow... You were working in the lab. <laughs> I brought up this morning, I said, are you feeling better today because you're cranky? Yesterday, he goes, I, he goes, I was just trying to get my way. 
As we were arguing over lyrics. You know, when you have a five-year-old, you learn how to get your way. <laughs> now, we have a couple stories I wanted to get to here. Um, do you have the wedding story? We've I, all been to a wedding where if somebody's had too do? much to drink, perhaps it was one of us. Sure. Uh, perhaps it was. Now, did I introduce everybody? Did I get everybody? Yeah, no, I don't think you did. Okay, no. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Ace Todd McComas, former police Todd, officer. Nice to you. Hey, how you doing, Pam? I was derailed by the well, Jessica walked. You're, you're looking like you're going to some kind of. Um, it's a sweater, but uh, just good black. And you look nice. You look, oh, thank you. No, you look really. You look a little too elegant to be in our room. You look very elegant, and those blue eyes really mm. pop with all the black. Thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. Is that on purpose? Want to make hair, up? Is your hair? Is I'm your afraid hair to look at you. Than, I'm already in trouble. <laughs> is your hair darker than it was yesterday? No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Just usually up in a ball. Okay. Bun thing. It's great. Okay. I know, I'll I, bump I, it. I, I, Pat's, oh I had that. Pat's oh, facial hair is a little darker than it was yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, you walk into CVS and you come out with some color. Uh, Pat, do you dye the downstairs? No. <laughs> don't have to yet. Okay. I will you, though. You, you keep I a clean will. house. I keep a trim house. Yeah. Do you have uh, a distinguished-looking male member? Do you have like Why are a, just, you a, just a touch of gray on the sides? Like, nope. <laughs> not yet. You notice, notice the president's got a little bit of gray there now? Yeah. A little bit of white there on the side, just above the ear? That'll happen to yeah. presidents. Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah uh, gray real pre- President Obama, yeah, he's gotten... Yeah, he got really got gray in yeah. yeah, and then Clinton went full white. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, Clinton looks 170 right now. Man, yeah, that stress mm-hmm. factor is high. Yeah. Well... If uh, you needed an example of what stress will do to you... Look at your president. Yeah. I think whoever's managing the Clintons right now, by the way, a great idea to put them on tour right when the Monica Lewinsky thing comes yeah. out. Yeah. I guess well, that, that, that's going to kill the Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> I assume there won't be a Q&A anymore. It might be a T&A. <laughs> Back to the news. Sorry. Sure. A wedding photographer in Texas was arrested. After she had sex with a guest and urinated on a tree. No. Now, wait, stop. Now, stop. Stop, stop, stop. Now, gender of the photographer? A woman. See? Yeah. What? Did, I, saw the, I saw the headline. You immediately assume it's a guy. Mm, sure. I didn't it's, assume that. I did. Yeah. Really? Peeing on a tree? Mm, yeah. Yeah. No. According to an arrest report, I guess I was jaded because I saw her picture when I before I read the story, so I knew it was a woman. But, you but know, I mean, how I do you, for a lady to pee on a tree, that... It can be done. Do you lift it up like a dog? It can be done. She probably just squatted at the trunk. Yeah. (laughs) Or funnel it out. Let me write that down. There are some girls who can. Isn't squatted at the trunk a chapter again? (laughs) (laughs) There are some girls who can kind of. It goes that way. Well, you can arc it like a like a duck. You just shoot it out the back. Some movies. There's yeah. someone listening to this right now that just got very turned on. According to an arrest report, an off-duty sheriff's deputy working security at the Springs Events venue was informed that 26-year-old photographer Katie Maida was having sex with one of the guests. All right. After she was asked to leave, Miss Maida, who also works as a model, reportedly went to a tree nearby and began to urinate. She was arrested on charges of public intoxication and obstruction. Or retaliation. Wow. She also yelled near a water fountain and following her arrest allegedly made violent threats against police officers. Oh, geez. Did she blame Xanax and alcohol on that? She did. Yeah, sure. That's, right. that's mm-hmm. which you ob- obviously never want to mix. wonder how the photos turned out. Blurry. Yeah, yeah. Blurry. <laughs> Blurry. 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 I'm guessing. Was she there? A lot of wet trees. <laughs> yeah, but you she, know what? She does excellent work. So <laughs> I assume yeah. she was their wedding photographer. Uh huh. Trying to find a picture of uh, Most wedding photographers I know, and I know quite a few of them, work their butts off through the reception. They yeah. don't have time to have guests. Yeah. Oh, guests. She's, uh, she's fairly attractive. <laughs> yeah. She probably hit her hour quota, got the photos in. Oh, there you go. Oh. Have a little fun. She did her job. Well, no, and then you know what we're forgetting here? Wait a second. Are you the best what? man? Prove it. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're forgetting. <laughs> What's that? Well, Who's the guy? Pretty. 
It's got to be one of the groomsmen. Yeah, is he in trouble? For sure. It's one of the groomsmen, yeah. Yeah. Has to be. I'm going to find out for you. Here right. we go. Yeah, she's really attractive. Yeah, she's pretty. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's getting it on, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right there by the cake. Mm, I don't know. Was it by the cake? So first of all, there's a few questions we can answer not even being a detective. <laughs> Obviously, open bar. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, this yeah. is not a cash bar. Right. This is not right. a cash bar scenario. Um, and I suppose it's better that she uh, peed on the tree than on a guest. I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Although there may have been a guest or two that would have loved that. Right. Yes, sure. Yeah. And then she could have had intimate relations with a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, she works under the professional name Max McIntyre. Hmm. Okay, already I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a kid detective from the 70s. Have you ever, have you read the latest Max McIntyre book? No, I read Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, you got to get the Max McIntyre. She's claiming she had spiked drinks at the wedding. Uh, uh, you know what? It could have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. There could have been some creep out there. It could have been the guy that had sex with her. And then it's her mm-hmm. fault. Oh, yeah. We're not, saying, no, we're not judging. Yeah. She, uh, she's got some pretty sexy photos up on... She's clearly online. A, a She's player. a bikini model. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it yeah. never says that she was their wedding photographer, but whatever. Huh. Man. I think her business will pick up. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, good for her. <laughs> wow. Um, do you have any wedding songs, Pat? Have you ever I do. Heard? You do? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, uh, I did not. This was not planned. So let me uh, give me a My song. wedding song. We may lose uh, Jessica here. Uh, it's Clapton's Wonderful Tonight. I know that. Oh, do you know it? Okay. Well, you're very young. I thought maybe Clapton's, what, 75? He's old. He wrote this. uh, He's got a nice Christmas album out. I enjoyed very much. This was uh, actually my wedding song. Uh, Wonderful Tonight starts off fine. It should have been changed. Uh, Clapton wrote this for his wife, Patty Boyd. Yes. They're getting ready for a party. She's taking forever. He He stole her from George Harris. He wrote this song to kill some time. Mm -hmm. Then he didn't have the guts to tell the truth. Here's how it should have gone. It's late in the evening. She's wondering what clothes to wear. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) She puts on her makeup, brushes her long blonde hair, and then she asks me, Do I look all right? And I said, Hurry up! (laughs) You look fine. You were supposed to be there at nine. It's midnight. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. I'd love to play that for Eric. (laughs) He might get a kick out of it. Um, I'm trying to find uh, more about this wedding photographer. I just read all about it. What do you need to know? Who was the guy? It It just says two guests at the wedding approached her outside of the venue. And, and then the next Flipped thing you know, yeah. didn't say it oh, was man. I, I'm starting to think this. she may have been spiked. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Bill Cosby's the bartender. Oh, oh there we go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Open oh, and shut. Got... You're a cop. Oh, you know. Oh, must be oh, part yeah. of a community service thing. Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, uh, just just kidding, of course. Uh, we have, uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> we have a lot to get to here. I, Is he serious? Yeah. Uh, Coming up, I am so excited. Uh, the word Punjab is in the news. Oh, Punjab is a place, by the way. <laughs> listen, to, listen to Halsman giggle over there. Oh, Punjab. It's not a generous act. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. it's, it's a place. P U N J A B. Punjab is different. We'll find out about that in just a second. This is the Bob and Tom Show. Welcome back to the Bob and Tom Show. Thanks for joining us. We're live in the Napa Auto Parts studios. 
Ace Cosby is our engineer. They're making out over there. Okay. I kissed her hand. Okay, that's like a proper gentleman. Okay, now put your pants back on. We'll get that. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. There's uh, Chris. Let me show how it's supposed to be done. That's, that's Josh. All are disgusting. That's, uh, Pat Godwin is here with us. Got some. Uh, got that guitar with him. Uh, uh, Todd McComas, comedian, former cop. In the studio with us. And, this uh, is kind of cop music right now. Yeah. 70s yeah. Starsky and Hutch feel to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I, so cool. I, thought he lo- I thought he looked like a cop. <laughs> uh, also, Jessica Alsman is here with us. Hello. And, uh, if you were going to be a TV cop, what would your uh, cop partner's name be? Oh, me? Yeah. Um, Red. I Red? Think. Yeah. McComas and Red. McComas yeah. and Red. I just like, I'm a big Shawshank fan and uh, Morgan Freeman. Red, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, yeah, the wise older okay, partner, I, and the novella is actually Irish, which is why he's called Red. Yeah, which makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what it, it, what cop movie is the most accurate in your experiences? You were on the force for what twenty two years. Yeah, what? I would say The Wire, definitely the most realistic TV show for cops. What a great, yeah, what that great was, oh, piece. And of I, I actually like went spent time with that unit that the wire was based on, oh, Baltimore's no electronic surveillance unit. Yep. And uh, it's it looks just like the show. They've been some shipyard, like warehouse-looking building. The whole deal. Great oh. guys. Yeah. Oh. Great guys. Um, they're very they're very busy in Baltimore too. By the way. Yeah, yeah, I would say. So. You know. Yes, they yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, movie-wise, my favorite's Die Hard of all time. I, and I wish it was more like that, where you could just uh, <laughs> blow things up and then there's no paperwork. You just go home at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hang no. by your belt, right? Uh, yeah, elevator yeah. shaft, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah, cool stuff like that. I don't know, movie wise, um, I haven't. Movies are le- are worse than uh, than TV at telling the real story, right? Mm. Like I, I like the taser thing when that first happened, and it, it, all the clips you see right. uh, kind of took over the internet for a while or whatever. Tasers, cops at first thought, oh, this is going to be the greatest thing in the world. Because I'm not, I will have to fight less people. I have to put my hands on less people because I have this new tool now. And then when they pass them out, they're like, "Oh, but before you can carry it, you're going to have to be certified to carry it, mm-hmm. which means you have to be tased." Wow! By the taser that you're going to carry. Ooh! And I was like, "Well, that's easy. I won't carry a taser." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, "No, you have to because of your job assignment." So, and this is how like you see the videos. I'm going to try to explain the pain to you as best I can because I couldn't fathom it myself until it happened to me. You ever get a really bad trailer horse cramp in the back of your calf? Oh, yeah. And that first jolt, that stabbing pain that almost takes you off your feet? Uh Imagine that happened throughout your entire body, every single muscle in your entire body from head to toe at the exact same time for a duration of five seconds. Wow. Yeah. So it's as close as we can get to childbirth for sure. Wow. So- they, this is how they do it. They put a cop in each one of your arms so you don't fall forward and chip a tooth or something stupid. Oh, and then every cop that's waiting to be tased after you gets to line up in front of you and watch like a live studio audience. <laughs> what a fun watch day. ride the lightning. Yeah. Film on their phones, whatever they want to do. And every every guy reacts differently when he gets tased. Like some guys scream like they just shut their junk in a car door. Oh. Some oh. contort in these weird, unnatural, freaky looking positions like those little scary Japanese kids in a horror movie. Oh. But I was like, I'm not going out like that. It may hurt like hell, but only lasts for five seconds, so I'm going to take it like a man. And I did for like 4.9 seconds. Uh. So for 4.9 seconds, I was bared down, just taking it, and all you heard was, Uh. and then with .10 seconds left, you heard, Uh. 
Oh. A little fart came out. Oh. <laughs> and not like a manly fart either. I could brag about the next day at lunch with my friends. It's a little <laughs> Almost seems like a, it was asking a question. <laughs> a question fart. And then they told us this story afterward that was supposed to be educational. I just thought it was hilarious. And it was a true story about this Amish guy in the northern part of the state where I worked. And he had uh, committed some high-level felony and then fled from the police in his Amish buggy. Which is like the most boring ass police chase of all time, <laughs> I would right? Because you just have to wait for the horse to get tired. You can't throw <laughs> stop sticks out in front of a mommy's buggy, or Peta's going to be all up in your mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, at some point it ends. And then the Amish guy does not want to go to jail, so he resists and he fights the cops. And one of the cops had to tase the Amish guy. And I don't know how you feel about the Amish. That part's not important. What is important is there's nothing that's happened in the history of our planet that's more ironic than an Amish guy being forced to comply by the use of electricity. (laughs) 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 It's a little (laughs) Sorry, Graber. Okay, I got a letter. Yes? Email. It begins with a traditional greeting. You idiots. Oh. <laughs> All right. So obviously this don't person claim to know everything about everything. Familiar with the show. Yeah. yeah. Magpies are all over the place west of the Rockies. Right. Oh, I don't well, live of west of the we Rockies, so well, I... we, we, There was a, a news story about, what was it, Mike the singing magpie? Mike the magpie can say Merry Christmas, apparently, and in, in the UK. So we're idiots for not knowing that. Well, this yeah. guy, but and I did a little Magpies homework. Magpies and crows Who are... sent that email? John James Audubon? Yeah. <laughs> no, Robert, thank you, Robert. I didn't know. This... Someone who Googled it afterward. <laughs> this yeah. particular magpie in this photograph is described as being the Eurasian magpie. Ah, which, again, is described as the one of the most intelligent of all animals. And this one thing, I had no idea. They say that it can recognize itself with the so-called mirror test. Huh. That it knows that's – look, that's amazing. And do you have smart birds. The story that what the, this bird is singing. No, he just said Merry Christmas. The bird actually says the words Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. And he, and he learned it. But the best part is he learned it listening to the radio. Yeah. Classic FM, BBC. Yeah, cool. That's that'd be really nice if you listen to our show. Yeah. Are we on on the Houston, BBC? Houston, Houston? Let's try that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Let's try to train Mike the Mac. Mike, Mike, learn to say this to your master. Hello there. <laughs> It'll make him happy. And every time a guest comes in from Texas, go. What part of Texas you're from? Houston. 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 They'll love that. They'll love this. I'm here to learn turducken, and you're done. <laughs> here, here. Turducken. Yeah. Turducken. Um, <laughs> that's kind of a medley, isn't it? Turducken. Hello there. Okay, there we go. Got the big trinity going. Do you notice this time of year you hear more Dean Martin? I sure. He's got Dean some great Martin. Christmas yeah. tunes. Yeah, yeah, great. I cannot hear enough Dean Martin. Because, yeah, when I'm setting up the Christmas tree, I just uh, go to the TV and the television. There's a Christmas channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Baby, it's cold. That's oh, I love Drink more, you drink. <laughs> yeah. Brian Setzer does a version of that with Ann Margaret that's so good. Oh. He's the smoothest dude of all time. Isn't he? Yeah. yeah there's lots, so much great Christmas music. Dan Rather's interviewing him on his TV show, the cable yeah. show, whatever, that Dan Rather show, oh, Brian well, no. Setzer. Oh, can't wait to miss it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see Dan Rather's tackling the tough subjects. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> it's good that the channel has a lot of interesting stuff. They really do. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I mentioned that uh, Punjab was in the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when <laughs> I mentioned that, uh, Jessica, you chuckled thinking Punjab was some... Uh, hmm. So funny. Punjab. Punjab. Term. Uh, Punjab is a place. Yes, it is. Pakistan's prime minister will attend the groundbreaking ceremony for the first visa-free border crossing with India, a quarter that will allow, I don't know how to, I've never known how to say this. Is it Sikh? Yeah. Pilgrims? Mm-hmm. Oh, always looking for something, aren't they? 
Yeah. Seeks, They're to, seeking uh, for, for example, thank the you, gents, Jessica. The, gen, the gents will have the um, yeah, the turbans. The turbine. I saw the guy. Yeah. My favorite. My favorite cashier. Um, <laughs> oh, the Target the guy. Target guy. Yeah. Is he back? One of the, I don't know. They they that Target moved. I know. I haven't. They, I don't know what happened man. to him. There's a store there that uh, sells bearskin rugs. Mm-hmm. It's called Hide and Seek. <laughs> <laughs> this corridor will allow Sikh pilgrims to easily visit their shrine. <laughs> On each side of the border between Pakistan and India, you guys are terrible. Hide and seek. <laughs> or turducken, depending on yeah. how you feel. That could be or that that could be you know, wait a minute. I'm seeing a buddy movie. Here's the cop movie. It's a guy, he's it's a combination of the Jekyll Hyde story. Yeah. And um, oh, this, this would be great. And the one, the one cop is a you know really intelligent guy, happens to be a Sikh. Yeah. And then the other guy's got this really crazy, you know, sort of two faced mm-hmm. personality. It's like every cop movie you've ever seen. Hide and seek might be good. Probably politically incorrect. I think I, so, but <laughs> I don't think our Sikh friend would mind that. No, I'm not being disrespectful. No. The crossing is a rare sign of cooperation between the two nuclear-armed rival countries, and instead of visas, the pilgrims will be given special permits to access their shrines in Punjab province. Hmm. Okay, so that's good, that's good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Two countries that are usually not getting along. They got a little neutral area there. Yep. Well, we'd have to we have to we have to play this tune here. Um, <laughs> didn't. Uh, usually, you hear the word Punjab is usually a headline has the word typhoon in it. Or uh, something relatively unpleasant. I'm sure there's some great stuff going on at Punjab. Haywood found out about that, and he wrote a love song about Punjab. Oh, now when I was a young man and left my Punjab home, crossed the Ganges River and India I roam. From Madras, Madras to Darjeeling to the shores of the Arabian Sea. See, 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 Punjab, 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 Punjab is for me. Punjab. Yes, yes. Punjab, Punjab, Punjab. Well, there we go. Punjab, Punjab, Punjab. It's good to see you, Sari. Punjab, Punjab, Punjab. Where the Krishna's Hari. Punjab, Punjab, Punjab. Throw a sacred cow. Moo, 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 moo. Throw. There are dollies in New Delhi and babes in Old Bombay. And the cuties in Calcutta will steal your heart away. <laughs> where'er I hang my turban, wherever I may roam. Punjab, 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 Punjab calls me home. Punjab, there we go. Okay. Punjab, Punjab, Punjab. Let's see. There we go. Punjab. I'm very difficult here. Punjab, 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 Punjab. Oh, you toddling place. Punjab, Punjab, Punjab. Where the Sikhs are found. Punjab, Punjab, Punjab. Throw a sacred cow. Moo, 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 moo. Oh, no. When I was a young man and left my Punjab home, crossed the Ganges River and India I roam. 
From Madras to Darjeeling to the Shore Arabian Sea. Punjab, 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 it's for me. <laughs> Thank you, Haywood. Uh, one of the classics. Oh, uh, yes. Love song about uh, Punjab, um, uh, that toddler love town. It. Now, um, earlier, Pat Godwin played a, um, a new song about um, the, uh, was it the 12 Days of Christmas Rehab? 12 Days of Rehab, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's one of those songs. Uh, I pretty much like every Christmas song. There aren't really any. Uh, I've got lots of favorites like everybody. A lot of really There's some great. stinkers. I heard a Christmas rap song yesterday in the car. Yeah. I've not mm-hmm. heard that before. Is it, it was called not. Christmas Rap with a Give W? Yeah, dough, with a W. Christmas Dough. It was one. called Christmas Rap, I think, oh, or man. something. No, Christmas Wrapping or something. It was awful. <laughs> I worked retail, and it was the worst time of year because you'd hear the same songs uh, on repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my daughter's doing that now. Week out. <laughs> there's, there's so many good ones, and um, 12 Days of Christmas is is can be a little rough to get through. It is. Obviously, very repetitive if you do the whole... You you wisely chose kind of an edited uh, yeah. edited version of that. Um uh, the comedian Randy Lubis has uh, weighed in on this uh, on this exact topic, and here's what he has to say. You know, you play that, you know, and I hate to sound like a Scrooge, but I used to work in a department store, and I used to sit there for an eight-hour shift and have to listen to that Muzak Christmas tape over and over, mm-hmm. and they would play the single most annoying song known to man. You all know that song, I'm talking that song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. <laughs> now, first off, guys, I don't believe this song. I can't believe that anybody is this into birds. <laughs> All right, think about it, Tom. On the seventh day alone, this guy's getting seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge. That's 23 birds. <laughs> Who is this man? Alfred Hitchcock? <laughs> now, by the 12th day, he's accumulated 42 swans a swimming, 42 geese a laying, 36 calling birds, 30 French hens, 22 turtle doves, and 12 partridges. <laughs> now, I hope this man's got a newspaper subscription. <laughs> That's 184 birds! <laughs> and we didn't even take into consideration those geese are a laying. <laughs> Some of those eggs will be a hatching. <laughs> hey, and if that's not bad enough, come the eighth day, they start sending in show business people. Yeah, ladies dancing, drummers drumming, pipers piping, lords a leaping! <laughs> All right, Bob, I'll accept it. They're in show business. They're used to working around the holidays. But what about those poor maids of milking? They ought to be home with their family on Christmas, not yanking on a cow. I can just see him sitting there on their stool. He brings in one more stinking bird. And I'll be damned if I'm picking those pears. Randy Lubis. Brilliant. That is, uh, that's a classic piece from Randy. Um, I really love that one. I also love his, uh, his tribute to hemorrhoids, if you ever get a chance to. Uh, or he, there was a commercial where the... 
<laughs> the guy's talking about his mother's hemorrhoids. And I know because I'm a doctor. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mom. <laughs> Let me see those uh, files. Okay, I'm sorry. We have Christy Lee at the Bob and Tom News Desk. I want to get back to Todd McComas uh, because Todd's sitting in for the Chickster today. Real quick, mm-hmm. you were mentioning, I, I just, this just dawned on me. You were telling the story about how when they first issued the tasers, mm-hmm. As a police officer, you had to be tased to be able to use it. Now, right. presumably, this doesn't go – they don't issue you a billy club and go, okay, <laughs> give me your knee. Yeah. Like I've never had to be shot with right. said bullets. Yeah, but you gave me this gun as soon as I did graduated ever, the academy. Did you ever use a taser and uh, – I've never had the privilege of using the taser. Did What's you have the one that have fires, or did you have the one you had to be right up on somebody? No, it, with the electrodes and the wires. Okay. Yeah. What's the Very movie? Powerful. What's the movie where he's? Oh, it's uh, Hangover. Uh, hangover. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's in, in the, the face. face. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great scene. Yeah, my buddy shot. We were in a foot pursuit, and uh, I, to be honest, I would just forget about it. I like forget I have it. I was terrible at using the tool. I would be the worst Batman ever because I just forget what I'm wearing on my belt. Right, <laughs> and uh, but my buddy, we were on a foot pursuit, and he. He told warned the guy. He was like, hey, "You turn that corner. I'm going to tase you. I'm going to tase you." And he tased him finally, and it hit right two right in the back of his cranium. Oh, <laughs> had to be surgically removed. No way. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. So oh. mm, it's a real deal. And you will stop when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you've only got the one shot, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And now, once they've both planted, you can re-administer the shock. Yeah, mm. for every five seconds, if you want. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, as long as they're it. both in place. Got a good battery. Maybe you mm-hmm. get that for your phone, Pat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you have That's to have good. good aim. I mean, if you miss. Yeah, decent. Ugh. And you got to cant it a little bit, almost at like a 30-degree angle, because you ideally you want it to hit like back of shoulder blade and, and lower right Do you hip. practice oh. a lot? Uh, no, just in the first training thing that you do. Like yeah. it's like a four-hour block of training or whatever. It's like everything else. And then you're supposed to be an expert. That's how people get shot twice in the back of the head. Nice okay. with the electrodes. Good yeah. to know. Good to know. A little, mm-hmm. little less than tasing. If it's yeah. really windy, will it come back at you, or is it still strong enough to go? Ah, it's it? strong enough to go. Oh, they move fast. That would, someone has to. Oh, that someone be. has to have inadvertently tased themselves. Oh yeah, that has I'm to. I'm sure happened. it's happened. There has to been some, or weird. on purpose, just for fun, or some. Yeah, some a lot weird, of cops getting tased by some each other. weird ricochet thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty funny. How to get away? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and how come your pants are all in the? Yeah. A lot we, of embarrassing uh, moments. My buddy had a foot pursuit, and it's the guy I graduated the academy with. We were in our first year, chased a uh, chased a guy in a car. The guy crashed out in front of this building, like an old abandoned school. Got out of his car, chased the guy around in the circle. And my buddy, not the most athletic of cops by any means. So he gets kind of left in the dust. And by the time he comes around the other side of the school, his police car is gone. Oh. He left the keys in it running. The guy that's got in it, it took off. Oops. Bad I assume that day. means a little extra time in the big yeah, house. Yeah. yeah. Take yeah. a cop car. Just, just well, it's also, me. if you're a rookie cop, they probably sit you down and say, remember chapter four? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he never lived hey, he that one the down. moment. I don't blame the guy. We're coming right back. We've got... Uh, uh, the foreskin facial is yes, in the news. and Legos. How long does it take to pass a Lego? Pass a Lego through your body. Uh, we're going to find out. This is the Bob and Tom Show. This is the Bob and Tom Show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. There's Ace over there. He's our engineer today. Uh, sitting in for the Chickster, we have uh, two folks. Pat Godwin's right over there. Todd McComas, former police officer, is entertaining us with the... Uh, 
Tales of the Academy <laughs> and uh, tasing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Jessica Alsman's over there. That's Christy Lee. This is Tom speaking. Welcome back to the program. Now, Christy, you promised something Josh about Josh Arnold's here, too. Gosh. <laughs> oh, hey, Josh. You know what? I'm going to get to you there. because you were so disgusted <laughs> with the topic of... Uh, uh, let's just move forward. Um, <laughs> Josh liked the beard. looks good. Thank you. Very good. Okay, what have you got? Talk more about me, please. A team of doctors deliberately swallowed Lego pieces and timed how long it took them to pass through their bowels in a paper published in the Journal of Pediatrics and Child Health. Six researchers swallowed the head of a Lego figure, which (laughs) really doesn't count because that's just... They're small. They're round, A, yes. And they're really tiny. Well, they're trying to see what would happen if a kid eats one, I think. Mm-hmm. They called it the noble tradition of self-experimentation. Ah. Ah. Their report found... Now ask Madame Curie about how that went. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Sorry. I'm not a fan. In a paper published in the journal Pediatrics and Child Health, the report found you can poop out a Lego brick in less than two days. Well, that, no. I they know. didn't use a brick. Well, they called it a brick. The doctors <laughs> Talk found... about... Uh, <laughs> Nicking a brick. No, no, no. <laughs> Lego, my Lego. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, they po- they poop like wombats. Pooping a brick. You can like poop out a brick. The doctors found and retrieved time score averaged to be 1.71 days. The team concluded, quote, that a toy object quickly passes through adult subjects with no complications. Okay. Though the research was meant to reassure parents, the study authors warned that the time a Lego passes through an adult would be different than that of a child. They're cheating. I wonder if it'd be longer or shorter. I think it'd be shorter because their intestines are smaller. But the head of a Lego is the smallest round thing. Yeah. That's right. They're cheating. You want want a cube. Yeah. Take down a car or something. Give me a base. That's like a corn (laughs) kernel, basically. Yes. Yeah. Now, Josh, didn't you say over Thanksgiving you inadvertently swallowed a uh, wooden toy of your nephew and you did actually uh, <laughs> pooped a Lincoln log? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one took a while. <laughs> okay. Well, do you suppose I assume I mean, Legos are expensive? Yes. Yeah. So, but I would assume you'd throw that one away. You wouldn't just wash it and put it back on the body? I don't know. Hmm. I'd be wrong. Yeah, kid's not going to know. You never know. Yeah. Well. Put them in their mouth. No. The weird thing was the head was smiling when they swallowed it, and it was frowning when it came out. Of course, that's really the trick there. This is the same one. My policeman was white. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, full disclosure, uh, uh, Pat Godwin, how long does it take for a beer tab to cycle through the system? Really? (laughs) (laughs) I've never swallowed a beer tab. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I'd rather uh, try to digest a Lego brick than step on one. Yeah. Yeah, No. Uh, the worst, right? Yeah, yeah good point. Taken out of your foot in the emergency room. Yeah, that's what these doctors need to do. Yes, yeah, step on step on one that's actually encased in a. Never mind. Wouldn't you rather walk across coals? Oh, yeah, it's than a, a pile know. of Legos. It's like they were engineered solely for that purpose. Yeah. yeah. So do these guys have to. I mean, did the the doctors have to get like a special colander? Probably, yeah, and sort of. Uh, I mean, you're not going to go, hey, honey, listen, I, I don't make spaghetti tonight. I, I use the calendar to calendar, <laughs> calendar to write every January, a new one. Uh, just standing over the sink uh, like some gold rush oh, guy. Oh boy, sifting. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pocket? <laughs> well, thank you very much. A Florida man survived his first hang gliding experience by clinging for his life. 
Because his safety harness was not secured. This is the greatest video. This Chris, guy, the whole thing is on video. Chris Gursky was meant to go tandem, hang gliding over a mountainous area in beautiful Switzerland. But the pilot forgot <laughs> to attach him to the glider. The hills are <laughs> In a video titled Swiss Mishap, posted to YouTube, <laughs> a pilot apparently tries to make a swift landing, but is forced to soar over a forest before landing on flat land. It's terrifying. Yes. Yes. And this guy's hanging at one point by one arm. He's trying to grab the guy's ankle. Oh. During the, I believe I can fly. <laughs> During the two-minute, 14-second flight, Gorski kept one hand on the bar while the other frantically searched for somewhere to grab on the pilot's gear. Man. He suffered a fractured wrist, which required surgery. He also tore his bicep tendon. Oh. That. Oh. Well, thank God oh. the diarrhea broke his fall. Get <laughs> some padding in the suit. <laughs> like a retro, what do they call it, retro rocket. Hang gliding causes diarrhea, is that what you're saying? Well, no, fear. Hanging by one limb. <laughs> Over a forest. Yeah. I wonder if, I, I didn't hear the audio of the, I watched the video. I, I heard a rumor that he broke the world record for screaming a certain curse word the most number of times. <laughs> I bet. I would. Two-minute flight. Heck yeah. Well, if, 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 he had, if they had dropped the guy, would they have shown the video? Probably. Probably. Some yeah. side would have it. Mm-hmm. It would have leaked out. Yeah. That, that pilot guy, he's a, he's a badass though, right? To keep yes. that guy together, he didn't drop him at all and he still landed the thing. He's not big on safety, but he's yeah. really good at Wouldn't piloting. that be rule one? I would think so. I don't know. Yeah, uh, beginning of the checklist. Make sure the other person is strapped in. Yeah, yeah. That's that's on the checklist six different times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you would say to the guy, "Are you checked in? Yeah. Are you strapped? Right, in? right. Are you yeah. ready to go? Do you have your helmet on? Are we good to do this? Do I speak English? <laughs> that's another rule I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, go with the guy that's going, <laughs> before we take off, let go and see if you can run away from me. Right. Uh, no, you can't. All right, you're strapped in. We're good. Oh, what was clenched tighter, his fist or his sphincter? I think I'm arguing with myself. I guess the diarrhea would have been. <laughs> right, right. Okay, sorry. Uh, on a much brighter note, um, yesterday we were talking about um, this booth in a mall in New Zealand. So funny you bring that up because I was just looking and I had put some things in the wrong place and I was like, well, this was the news. This is the Bob and Tom show. These guys are the black moods. Oh, yeah. A little bit of a guitar for you. It's Josh Kennedy on the guitar. Speaking of Josh's, Josh Arnold is right over there, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, thank you for the Didn't problem. give him the worthy introduction that he certainly <laughs> My was contract worthy of. Yes. Says you must, yeah. There you go. Oh, really? Josh growing the beard, looking good. Thank you, sir. Oh, uh, let's see now. By the way, speaking of beard, Santa Claus is going to be stopping by fairly soon. All right. Not today. Oh. Just want to warn you, we got the real Santa Claus. It's, uh, I haven't been this pleased to get an interview since we had McCartney on. I'm really excited about it. Huh. Um, let's see. There's Ace over there, our engineer. Todd McComas, former police officer, United States Marine Corps veteran, and uh, now comedian, part of the Pat McAfee organization, uh, PMO, is right over there. There's the lovely Jessica from our staff. Pat Godwin is here with us on a tire run. Um, the tire. Uh, let's see. How many hubcaps are you down to now? I still have two hubcaps. Two hubcaps, three tires. and uh, Busted one on Saturday night. Saturday night, you uh, is that your third flat tire of the year? Yeah, and the destroyed you. tire. I've never lost. Yeah. Say it again. You destroyed the tire, right? You can't, yeah. can't be repaired. It's crushed. It's okay. Okay. Mm. Good. We'll, we'll have to work on that at some point today. Uh, there's Christy Lee. Um, I'm criticizing maybe the fact that uh, Pat must be a pretty a rough bad driver. driver. 
<laughs> it was rough weather. Mm-hmm. It's in the Pocono Mountains, eight miles from the club. Mm-hmm. So what happens? Windy, windy road. All of a sudden, smoke coming out the left side. I didn't actually hit anything this time. I don't think I did. Hmm. Uh, and it just went flat. Do you have bad tires? Probably a defective tire. I have Chinese tires, you know. <laughs> I didn't say Chinese tires. I don't tires buy the Firestone. Bag. I can't afford the Firestone. Oh, my God. I get Yikimaki tires. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> $12.95 a pop. They're not bad. Yeah, they Fun do tire. pop. That's why they're $12.95. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, at this point, let's, uh, let's get back to the action of Christy Lee. Christy, what's going on over there? An Oregon man was arrested on suspicion of poking random people with a metal rod. A 37-year-old Justin Venable was apprehended by Portland police for harassment after they received four reports over the weekend from people who said they were jabbed with these metal rods. Weird. Officers confiscated the metal rod. I have no idea why, where. I have no other information. Because he's Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) I fear that that story was completely made up Uh, (laughs) to see Justin's face. I ripped that story up. That so good. It is a real story. I, what a weirdo. It's from, uh, oh, look at the picture of the guy. Yeah, great. He's um, here walking with a metal rod. Yep. Why was he doing it? Oregon Live. I, I don't know. It's, it's Just a wacko? Yeah, some, who cares? Some crazy guy poking people with a... <sighs> so this is in Portland, right? Correct, sir. So Portland man is like Florida man. Mm. What does that mean? But with a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Florida, you know, we have Florida man in the news every day. Yeah, our woman. Mm-hmm. Florida's There's always a crazy something. state. There's always something going on that's nutty. Um, this is happening in California. May I do this story? Kate Beckinsdale is the latest celebrity to celebrate the so-called foreskin facial. Oh. The facial serum is made from the cells of newborn human babies' foreskin. The epidermal growth factor serum purportedly promotes the growth of collagen and elastin, elastin for what is called by promoters a more radiant look. Is that legal? Now, for the serum to take effect, you have to have microneedling, which if anybody's ever had microneedling, talk about wanting to be tased. I think I'd rather have tasing. Really? According to the Guardian News Service, the serum smells exactly like sperm. Now, wait a minute. Uh, why, why is that? Why, it makes why sense? is that? That doesn't make sense at all. Foreskin. Ask the journalist at the Guardian. Who did they get to confirm that? By the way, no, I don't. Warren, believe come that. over here. <laughs> because first of all, I'll be right over. <laughs> it it can smell different depending on what you've eaten. I don't know. I, this is you can, you're going to have to weigh in on this one, Christy, if you want. No, I'm speak not doing from it. Experience. The cells are reportedly two derived. Of you. Does pineapple affect it or not? Yes, makes it sweeter. There we go. I thought it was an urban legend. Mm. <laughs> you don't have to answer any of these questions. It's so uncomfortable. Asparagus, the opposite. Okay. okay Cells are sense. reportedly derived from the foreskins of circumcised babies in Korea. There's currently a two-year wait for the treatment, and it costs $637 a session. And it's made of human foreskin. foreskins. Yeah. I'm going to see my dermatologist today. I'm going to ask about this. This is legal? Kate Beckinsale did look Flawless in the Instagram post. I yeah, saw I know. I I'm did a big too. fan of hers. I'll be yeah. cockeyed. Mm-hmm. Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> cockeyed. Everybody get that one? Yeah. Oh, okay, Mr. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. started the Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just can't imagine it's legal to use human tissue for. It does seem weird. Wouldn't there be issues with um, the potential of disease? 
The serum is made from the cells of the. It's not like they take the foreskin, grind it up, and put it on your face. Oh, I was thinking of. I was thinking, I was thinking of using my my Vitamix. You know, a little, oh. silly, a little psyllium husks. No, Tom. Protein I was powder. picturing them just slapping it. No. Yeah. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> it's like mulch. Well, I, yeah, yeah. You just, well, ladies, be like careful. Band-Aids. Ladies, if you go to your man and say, I want a foreskin facial, he's going to have a much different idea of what you're asking for. Oh, boy. So what's this micro stuff they do? Micro-needling. It's like these tiny little needles, and they poke your face all with it. It's... I had, done, I had it done on the top of my head once. It's the worst. It's the worst. What's the purpose? It's like aerating your lawn? Yes, kinda? it's like aerating your face, and really? then they put... It's, and they yeah, put the sperm. I'm, I mean, the um, <laughs> as your body heals, as from the micro needling, the serum stuff is supposed to then Regrow take collagen. better effect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And make your skin. You know what? I'm going to look old because I don't care. I'm yeah, not doing that's any a of lot. it. So, so, I'm sorry. Which actress is this again? Kate Beckinsale. Okay. After she had it done, did anybody say anything like nasty to her? Hey, dick face. <laughs> She's not the only one. I think the Kardashians have done it. I'm sure Victoria Beckham has. Yeah. I, she can do the, no wrong. It's not the first time I've heard no, of this. No, this is quite popular with Hollywood actresses. Yes, And so is the vampire face. Well, they yeah. look great because who is that? Uh, as as uh, Nick Griffin, the great comedian, said, mm-hmm. she can afford someone to swap the cookies away from her as she goes <laughs> They look great for a reason. They get a lot of sleep. They don't have to work very hard. Right. I asked Josh the other day because I said, don't let me eat any more Whopper. You need to swap them out of my hand. He goes, I'm not that guy. The Whopper Swapper? <laughs> I need a Whopper Swapper. A Whopper Swapper sounds like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah, it does. He's the Whopper Swapper. What do you mean? Yeah. Good Whopper as much as the next guy. So, yeah, you're not going to get the foreskin. What's it called? Foreskin, foreskin facial. facial. No, 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 no. Okay. I am a wimp when it comes to that stuff. What's the vampire facial? They blood. Blood. Oh. What? They do the microneedling and then they put blood on your face. It's disgusting. Human blood? I don't remember what the blood was. I think it is human. I blood. thought so too, yeah. but I don't remember how they got it. Again, do they boil it or something to get the? I don't. It didn't look like. It. I don't know much about Ugh. passing disease, but I assume if you pierce your skin and put someone else's, I'm sure yeah. it's. I'm sure it's medically supervised. I doubt it. it sounds what? to me. This sounds to me like quackery. Yeah. Kim Kardashian's a big vampire facial well, girl. Uh, really? Kim Kardashian. Uh-huh. Let's see Kim Kardashian's SATs before we start. Oh, talking. hey, I can get you a Groupon <laughs> for seventy percent off. Seventy percent off a vampire. Seventy percent off of a vampire facial with a Groupon. <laughs> I mean, there are also nice. facials where they use fecal material from animals, and it just yes. and it just has to sound exotic. They use that. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, it's disgusting. God, there's Kim covered in blood. Oh. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the next one now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, well, um, uh, give us the teaser, Christy. What's coming up now? They use platelet-rich plasma, according to this story. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about that in New aren't Zealand. There, aren't thing. there medical issues where that could be used for someone who really needs it? Right. Yes. Right. It's derived from the serum portion of the blood, which contains the platelets. Yeah, I don't so it's know. probably how, her own, then. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but... Whatever. Sorry, Timmy. These rich people need smoother skin. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Sister Jean? We have an update on her. Do you remember Sister Jean? Oh, yeah. oh the basketball sister? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is she okay? Yeah, she's okay. Okay, no, you didn't. Yeah, she is 99. She That's a fair very question. Very elderly. Yes. Yeah, sad news. The creator of uh, SpongeBob died. Yes. Wow. Yeah, died. yeah. The age of 57, which yeah. is very sad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Steven uh, Hillenburg. They suggest that um, you just fill your bong halfway today to. 
kick back. <laughs> your bong ass. <laughs> That's how potheads mourn when their favorite cartoon character goes away. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the teaser, Christy? I missed it. Uh, we have the New Zealand ball checking machine, I guess. If you will. Uh, okay, that, that makes it sound so crude. Mm-hmm, it's actually no. quite important. It involves uh, testing for testicular cancer. It's it's this. Uh, it's actually kind of an odd way to do it, but we'll find out how they do it in New Zealand. And we've got Ali Brain coming. Man. Oh yeah, we'll be, and we'll be able to answer your love questions. Oh, and it is your own blood that you use for the vampire for the vampire facial. A little less so you know. sick. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, just, I, I, I hear a distant quacking. Yeah, blood <laughs> in your body, no good. <laughs> On your face, good. Again, like I said, it's just it has to sound exotic and weird, and people buy into it. The weirder it is, the better. Like they swear your by vagina. It. They you swear by. It. Have you seen the commercial now? And it's made of octopuses or whatever the hell that are. What? Is, <laughs> what? what is that commercial? <laughs> it's, it's the placenta it, in it. Octopuses. Everything. Is it octopi? Or octopi. Oh, is it octopi? <laughs> is it a commercial for calamari? <laughs> what, what is it a commercial <laughs> for? <laughs> I, think I know that's. No, there's some commercial word, and it's made from squid. Yeah. Some meta. Uh, I don't know. They they discovered it because it's made from squid. What? This is the Bob and Tom Show. This is the Bob and Tom Show. Handsome factor in this room has not changed one bit since you left. Um, maybe polish the glass behind you and get a better look at Dean. That'll improve. The, uh, there you go. There we He's go. a handsome fella. I can't see him because of the reflection. Um, we have... Uh, there he is. Did he just flip me off? Yeah, I did. See, you, I can see up there where it's this thing. Uh, never mind. Um, that's a behind-the-scenes look at the love and affection that this show instills. <laughs> Yesterday, Mr. Godwin and I were in the laboratory oh, working on some tunes. That means you were in great. the studio. we got a really good one coming. We have um, also found ourselves in the Napa Auto Parts studios with our engineer, Ace Cosby. Hello, friends. No relation. Um, we have uh, Todd McComas, uh, former Marine, former police officer, retired with honors, and is now part of the Pat McAfee organization. Uh, we have the lovely Jessica over there. Hello. Uh, that's uh, Mr. Godwin uh, wearing... Um, uh, a Bob nice and Bob hoodie. and Tom sweatshirt. Apparently, someone forgot to lock the storage area. Oscar's wearing one too. Very yeah. nice. What the clearly, heck? clearly, we had a field day. In there. <laughs> those are for sale, aren't they? Are those I don't know, yes. Jessica. Are we sell them? Yeah. Those, those are nice. That's Bob and Tom The hoodie. There you go. Uh, there's Christy right there. This is Tom Hi. speaking, and we are joined on the phone by the. Lovely. What about Josh? What, what? I will kill you. <laughs> Gosh, that's the second time by mistake I forgot to introduce Josh. I'm sorry. I was just. Uh, I love to, to hear my name on the radio. Okay, Joshy. Um, Josh Arnold. <laughs> uh, we are joined by Allie Breen. Hey, Allie, can you hear me? Yep. Can you guys hear me? Yes. It's always a pleasure. What are you wearing right now? Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Let's get no, right to it. You are creepy and weird. No, I know that. See, Allie's calling from her apartment. Are you? Are you in your in New York? I'm in New York. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm in panties and a tank top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. score. Wasn't that a Tom Waits song? Wasn't that a song? <laughs> the single lady sitting in NYC wearing nothing but a tank top and a lacy. Pair of panties. <laughs> <laughs> See, Allie, you woke up and didn't think you wanted to do this, and now you were right. Uh, no, we were talking to Kostaki the other day. It was like five in the morning in L.A., and, uh, and I said, Kostaki, are you wearing any wearing pajamas? And he had actually gotten dressed yeah, to call us jeans up. And- that seems oh, like what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's not necessary. Aren't you yeah, cold? I don't get dressed until I'm going out the door. Aren't you no. cold? 
God. Oh my gosh. New York heat is like radiant heat. It's like a sauna in my apartment. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's also, it's easy to heat a space the size of a toaster. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we live in closets here. <laughs> now, uh, the way this segment works, I'll explain. Well, we have a guest in the studio besides uh, Mr. Pat Godwin. As you may have heard, we have uh, Todd McComas, comedian, a former cop, veteran police officer, uh, left the force uh, um uh, with honors. Thank you very much. Hello, Alan. I love Todd. How are yeah, you doing, Todd? I love you. Former Great. Marine. Good to hear from you again. Todd has one tattoo. Yeah, likewise. USMC. And I believe we have figured out you are, you are indeed tattoo-free. Is that correct? I am tattoo-free. I cannot take needle pain. In spite of all these trips to Mexico, I would think that there'd be enough tequila that one night could... If you, go, <laughs> if you, if you were to get a tattoo, what would it be? If you Have you ever thought about that? Oh, God. Probably. I mean, it would be something tiny. It would probably be initials of... I don't even care about anyone enough to put their initials on my body. I hope your boyfriend's asleep. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> Except him, of course. Yes. Uh, yeah. God. We've made a lot of progress I here, I think, today. Little <laughs> dolphin. That's a very big girl thing to do. <laughs> I, I don't suppose, know what I would do. Do you suppose um, – I, that reminds me. I, when I was on vacation two years ago, I remember this, uh, and I remember pointing it out to my my girlfriend. I was There was a woman who was um, – uh, somewhat scantily clad, but she had a one of those dolphin tattoos. But the way it was positioned, it looked like it was d- diving right into her uh, behind gluteal Crevice. cleft. Uh, yeah, it was nice. like, <laughs> like if, if you're gonna, the dolphin doesn't want to go there. Well, oh, maybe. Really? <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> See how it all ties Dolphins in. Dolphins are very sexually aggressive animals. Yes, they are. Yes. Oh, yeah, Chick and very. I learned that. We yeah. went to that dolphin swim, which never do, by the way. I had no idea how they, horribly these animals are treated. But we went on that. Aww. And they make a real big deal of saying, especially to the ladies, that the, mm-hmm. don't touch the dolphins in certain places. Yeah. It was it was horrifying. It was the worst thing. I'd never do that. Don't support them. Um, yeah, do don't not. turn on the dolphins. Yeah, resist. If you know oh, you can go swim with the dolphins. No, no, no. You're standing in a cage with them. It's awful. <laughs> I don't know how we got off on this topic. Um, so, well, I will tell you, I have a friend who got a tattoo. She got a tramp stamp, but mm-hmm. she got it of Charlie Chaplin, like, as the tramp, yeah. which is the weirdest <laughs> thing. Meta. I know. I respect that. I have a yeah. And she did that in her 30s. <laughs> it was like a well-thought-out plan. I've always wondered, because I know psychiatrists and psychologists have to deal with lots of people that have issues i'm not excluding myself from that category but i you have to wonder if uh, some psychiatrist or someone has come in one day and said doctor i got your picture tattooed on my back <laughs> or, I, doubt know, it. I got your initials right here doctor uh, yeah, that would, that, be has, has that to would be happen. creepy. I'm sure it'd be a good it's a mo- doctor will question. I don't uh, know. I can't. Yeah, we'll have to ask him. The, the, but that that would be that would be a good premise for a movie. Off the air, we were talking about knife sharpening, which I know is the kind of exciting rock and roll lifestyle that I have. Because Allie, I just realized after uh, I, I ho- sharpened my knives at home for Thanksgiving, but I, mm-hmm. I really need to get them done professionally again. I've got uh-huh. some decent knives. Got a couple of them. And, we were, and then Josh was helping me out. He goes, oh, yeah, there's this truck that will come to your house and do it. I thought, what a great premise for the beginning of a horror film. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the truck you know, pulls up and it's, you know, Butch's knife sharpening. Oh, <laughs> what a business to start. And then the next, thing, the next thing you know, you see the lady of the house lying there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Josh and I would like, we can write yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Writes, it almost writes itself. Yeah. yeah. Great. The guy's got the I'll knife. watch that on Murder TV when it shows up. Oh, yes. I watch all like those it, shows. It's too obvious. 
Yeah. No, but that, that, that could be a red herring. Right. right. Yeah. Maybe he's not the guy. Oh. Hiding, hiding in the wide open. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Also, how much demand is there for knife sharpening that someone has a van that'll come to your house? Oh, they'll sharpen anything. Yeah. Head, head trimmers, uh, mower blades. Probably a seasonal work, I would think. Probably has a think. snow plow on the Do you cook, Allie, I don't suppose you cook much since you're you're quite slender. I know that. Almost never. Yeah, because you know, you've, yeah. you've been introduced to food, right, somewhere along the way. So. Oh, dude, she do eats. Eat. Yeah. I just don't cook. Yeah, I can definitely eat. I just cooking I, for you know in a little tiny apartment and for one or two people is just not fun at all. Yeah. Well, I cook all the time, and I hate having dull knives. So I've got to get this guy over to my house. Mm-hmm. I have an OCD <laughs> thing when I pull a knife out of the drawer to use it. I have the little sharpener, you know, yeah. and I have to do it exactly ten times before oh, I nice. use the knife. Every oh. time, if I don't, I'll throw it. Then do you wipe like, it off? Yeah. Do you wipe it off after you do that, or are you going to just eat the uh, ground up uh, uh, shavings I do wipe metal? It off. Yeah, you're right. Just do you do it while menacingly looking at somebody? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to cut your ass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was at this museum and I saw the coolest thing. Imagine a wooden life size head and semi torso thing, right? Like a bust? Mm-hmm. A like bust. a bust. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I got a lot of words to search for in this brain of mine. And they turned it turned it into a um a uh, knife holder. Oh, you so you've stab got this into beautiful, it? beautiful wooden laminated bust, and then the knives are coming out of its head. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's, oh, like that, that is great. pretty cool. Yeah, zombie busts like that. You put the knife in the head. So oh, yeah. Really? It's a Caesar yeah. bust. I mean, that's a yeah. red flag, though, if you're on a date with someone and you go back to their apartment and that's what they have as their knife holder. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little unsettling. Yes, especially yeah. if, it's yeah. a, if it's a female. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> happens to have the same color hair that you do. It. Yeah. <laughs> it looks an awful lot like you. <laughs> Your face has been put on the thing. I'm, we're off topic here. The topic is, uh, is dating. Do you have any good letters for us? Sure. Dear Allie, I'm going through a divorce, which is taking forever. My soon-to-be ex discovered I've been dating through this process and is furious. I don't see the problem since we both know it's over. Am I really supposed to wait for government approval to start dating? No. No. Mm. Yes. No. Yeah, it's fine, I think. (laughs) If he doesn't like you, he can just divorce you. Oh, yeah. See, what's he going to do? Who cares? They're getting divorced. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. There's probably been some formal filing of something, I would imagine, anyway. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how long it will start. Let me turn this around for just a second. Uh, Months, Christy. You don't have to. You don't have to participate in this if you don't want to. All right. Let's just say. Yes. You met Mr. Wright Mm -hmm. tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and then in the course of conversation, you find out he is in the process of getting divorced. Mm -hmm. What's your policy? Boy, this is a. Oh, so let me ask someone else. No, it's just fine with it. I'm fine with it too, but but she's right. Then you get the letter that the other person's not fine with it, and they think there's something wrong. So it's kind of a real. Okay. Mess. I think it's fine. I mean, I mean, if you're it's separated, not a fast process always. It can right. take a long yeah. time sometimes right. to get that finalized. So, and if you're separated, you're separated. Yeah, yeah. agreed. If you have kids, you should wait a couple of years. Are you listening to me, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe wait a couple of years before you introduce. I mean, that's up to yeah. everybody. Yeah. No, oh, but that's the, a whole the awkward. But the, here's the other subject. one, though. Let's just say you've got a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his name is Steve, and um, he is married to someone that everyone hates. Okay. Then he announces to you that he's getting divorced, and you finally go, <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you, Steve, ever since I was your best man, she is the worst. Everyone hates her. 
And then two weeks later, Uh-oh. they get back together. And good news is no more Christmas card for Steve. <laughs> yeah. But that's no a different scenario. That is a different scenario. It is. And, and that case, happens so often. But you know you what? You always I'm, have to hold your tongue. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you guys – I should probably not bring this up, but this has become a big deal. Guys, especially in my age group, have been separated for many years. I'm talking more than 10 I know quite a few men who've been separated oh, not, from their wives divorced. more than 10 years and are dating and carrying on. And mm-hmm. I mean, is but they're not divorced, not divorced. Huh? There's but. probably either a religious component to that or a financial one. Yeah. Oh. It just seems like I've run across it more lately than ever. Huh. In, the, in, the, in the case of the letter, I think she's fine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or he go, go for it. If it's I think so too. If they really know it's over, but it's true. If you're dating someone, if you start dating someone who's in the process of divorce, that's when I'd be more wary because sometimes people get back together or it really isn't happening. You know what I mean? If I was the other person who was dating them, I'd be more concerned than someone who's in the divorce process. Yeah, you or you could cautious. call my knife sharpener buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> suddenly, yeah. suddenly the word widower yeah. is in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, or that divorce gets expedited pretty yeah, quickly. Okay. Let's, well, I think we've done some good work here. Let's do the next one. <laughs> uh, dear Allie, my boyfriend's parents hate me, and he insists that I spend time with them to try to change that. Ugh. I don't think he should be telling them. Oh, I don't think he should be telling. I think he should be tra- telling them to change their attitude towards me instead. And I don't want to go over to his house to be abused. Should I be the one to put in the effort or should I push that it's them? No, don't go if they're God, jerks. No. Or go and just yeah. keep telling them how, what, what jerks they are. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you treat me like, a, like jerks? <laughs> you see the jerk face? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the problem is. I wonder why is. they think that. They must not think she's good enough for him. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, right. Some Where he should that stick way. up for her and yeah, yeah, he should. That over yeah, he should. yeah, that's yeah. He should. He should talk to them and have them right. Come oh, hey, mom and dad. She may not be what you want yeah. me to have. But this is why people move to different cities. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just watch. You know. I also recognize it could be something wrong with yourself. Like if you're just a person that everybody likes, maybe look in the mirror. There could be a reason sometimes for that. <laughs> I tend to get along with everybody. I've never had anybody say I don't want him to come over because I don't like him. But I'm probably better, never had I'm probably parents. a better person than that person you're referring to. Mm. Okay, could be. All right, but well, I think we've done more good work here. Let's move on. We got time for two more, okay. at least. Sure, uh, dear Allie, my girlfriend thinks she may be bisexual and wants to stay together, but also wants to try dating women. <laughs> She thinks, since she doesn't want to date other men, that this should be okay with me. But I don't want her dating anyone else, male or female. She says I'm being crazy and unsupportive. Am I? Not necessarily. This, Are you going to ask co- for her number? If you're not <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Does this, does, does this letter begin, Dear Penthouse? I, I never thought this would happen to me. <laughs> uh, so wait a minute. Slow down here. I'm, I'm a little confused. So this is a guy. Right. And his girlfriend thinks yep. she's bisexual. Right. Wants to date other women. Wants to date women. Okay. Not other men, just women. All right. Mm-hmm. And he's not okay with And it. still stay with him. I was in a relationship like this. And? She wanted to see other women. And then I said, can I? And she said, no, I would hate that. And she goes, I know I'm being absurd. And, you you and being wanted to also see other women. I said, well, if I let you date other you know date women while right. we're together can i also date and she said no i would do that would it's, you can't but would she have let you date other men 
Well, you guys were together. Maybe that would be the compromise. I mean, were I interested in that? Maybe. This I know this is radio, but it, it looked like it looked like Josh thought he was about to get some French fries, and and he got a turd. It's not to suggest you're at all homophobic. No, I'm not homophobic at all. But I, it's just not for me. Sure. So, and I, you know, and uh, so, but. If so, if this guy's not completely comfortable with it, no, it's not going to work. Not it's just simply not going to work. You yeah. need to break up. I agree. Well, Eventually, it'll become a problem. Yep, he might be already to be cool with it for a little while, but and he even knows he's not cool with it. At all. Yeah. So right. he's it's just not going to work. Or he's got some threesome fantasy. Well, if he has a threesome, well, you would think some guys would, but this guy doesn't seem to. Yeah, that's also, in every guy's if you're brain. Dating if if you're dating someone and then you start thinking about anyone else, the relationship's probably doomed if it's men or women. If they want to just start dating well, not if you anything have an open relationship. I mean, there are people that... Yeah, in my case, I think... Actually, it, that's true. It turned out that she really loved me, but more as a friend. And she's... I mean, she's married to a woman now, so... so she was sexually uh, more attracted to women. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Now, did, that leave you feeling, that. did that leave you feeling like you'd let down our side? Not at all, no. <laughs> because I think she had been... I mean, she had dated women before me and all uh, that, so... Gotcha. Yeah. We almost feel better when that happens, I feel like, than if it was a, a guy she left you for. Did you take, yeah, yeah. Did you, take yeah. The, did you take the opportunity to get any tips? On how to be with well, him. I, you're you're a, you're a gorgeous and generous lover. Not thorough, gorgeous. thorough, <laughs> gorgeous lover. Sorry, boy. Christy, 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 Christy sure was quick to jump on. Not gorgeous. <laughs> Don't ever say that. Well, you're not a gorgeous man. Nobody says that about a guy. I sorry, I meant to say. No, no, yeah, I meant uh, to yeah. say thorough. You're a ruggedly yeah. handsome um, man. Okay. I put in some work with her, and sometimes didn't get. Too far, and it was like okay. It's because I'm not, not a woman. Yeah, not, <laughs> you don't have the same instinct. I'm like the, you need to I'm shave like the dudiest dude you could be with. So it's got to be difficult when you like have one of those parts. You know how to best service that part. Yeah, and you don't have. Yeah, that I couldn't part. compete. Yeah. You're, you're not. You're not going to compete yeah. with a woman on no. a woman. There's no way. I'm just asking if you've got any tips. You know, if you ever now that you now that you're friends again, do you ever? Oh, go over you know some strategic. No. Uh, how long did the relationship last? If you we think? were on and off for a couple of years. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah. did you have any instinct that she was actually gay initially? Uh, oh, I knew she was at least bisexual. I mean, I knew that before I, we even met, or before oh, okay. we started dating. dating. Rather, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was his did filter, she, actually. On <laughs> was, particularly for that. Did she have a good sense of humor? Yeah, very funny. Smart. That's good. And That's good. Um, good. Good. yeah, we had a good time. And when we were together, we had fun. Okay, yeah. Allie, new feature on the show. Uh, read us a letter. We have uh, 30 seconds to answer. Go. Uh, I met my girlfriend through swiping about two years ago. We decided to be exclusive about six months ago, but one of my friends just saw her come up on his Tinder. I asked her about it, and she swears she just forgot to delete her profile, but I would think that's the first thing you'd do. Should I be suspicious? No, take yes. her word for it. No. I say take her word I for it. Her. Yeah, I, I do too. Her. Give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay, the, how Tom and Todd completely disagree. <laughs> how hot is she? She's a liar. Okay, no. okay. okay that's it. Thank Allie Breen. Thank you, Allie. And how does one get a letter to Allie, Allie? <laughs> um, best to direct message me Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Allie Breen. And it's A-L-L-I-B-R-E-E-N. Perfect. Okay. Thank you very much, Allie. It's always a great pleasure. Yes. We'll see you Talk soon. Talk to you guys soon. Great. Thank Perfect. You. We are coming right back. We have to continue to our celebration of French Toast Day, of course. <laughs> 
and um, we've already covered the foreskin facial. We have to come back and get a little more coverage for the uh, the uh, New Zealand testicular uh, cancer thing, which uh-huh. is not grim at all. It's very pleasant. It's a new test pleasant. out there. Well, I mean, it's it's got its moments. We'll find out about it in a minute. This is the Bob and Tom Show. Uh, this is the Bob and Tom Show. Welcome back. Thanks very much for joining us. We're in the uh, Napa Auto Parts studios. Uh, and uh, we have uh, great guests in the studios today. That would be uh, Pat Godwin is right over there in the nice Bob and Tom hoodie, now available at the Bob and Tom store. Go to bobandtomstore.com. Is that correct, Jess? Yes. Thank you very much. Nailed That's uh, the lovely Jessica. Thank you very much. Very handsome. Oh, yeah, it's unbelievably how handsome he is. It's Josh Arnold. Gorgeous. Oh, man. That beard is uh, very gorgeous. kind. Very kind. Because yeah, the contract says if I fail to mention him during the introductory segments of the show, I have to. Fame <laughs> Tencent. Go all over the place talking about how great looking he is with his beard. <laughs> now, are, you, are you a stroker with the beard? Do you like to uh, all day? You do Are that? you? I'm uh, just doing the yeah. You, I'm sure I've been doing it in here. Okay, but I catch myself and go, oh man, well, I've been playing with this thing for a while. Oh, it's God. a great looking beard. It really it's awesome. is. And he can you. I'm jealous because you can grow it all the way down your neck and it's, it looks awesome. I mine gets down there. It's pitiful. Okay. Where do you stop oh. yours? At the Adam's just apple. Just at the bottom of the jaw, oh. pretty much. That's Todd McComas, okay. a beard grower, former police officer, uh, and uh, former United States. Marine, now a Marine veteran. So once a Marine, always a Marine. USMC. Semper Fi. Uh, And there's Christy Lee right there. Hi. Never been uh, in the service. uh, We have to... uh, I exist too. uh, Good night. Tom. Tom. Did I fail to introduce Ace Cosby? I exist too. (laughs) That's his memoir. Wow. Sorry, Ace. I can't say I didn't see you. I... Clearly, you're right over there. I was looking. I was sort of viewing to my right here. Um, uh, I, I wanted to touch on this. Uh, this is something that affects most of us in the room. Uh, that would be um, uh, ball talk. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm. I'm talking about uh, the uh, testes because we had this story from yesterday from the BBC, no less. New Zealand launches balls checking booth for testicular cancer. Okay. And I, this is very important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make fun of this. I think it's uh, obviously there's a lot of things you can do to test fellas. If you go online, it'll explain there are ways you can test what you're in the shower. Just check things out. Go to a proper medical professional if you find anything. But this is called the Testomatic. Do you have the details on this, Christy? Yeah, the booth will debut at Auckland's Big Boys Toys Expo, and it allows men to enter it, close a curtain, and drop their pants in privacy. A urologist's hand then reaches through a hole to check the male's genitalia anonymously if you see, will that's the weird thing to me you don't see the doctor and it's this just it's, this is like a like a glory hole yeah what's right. not for, doc- made, for doctors it's a little creepy what's not made clear is how the doctor will deliver the results of their test the testomatic is being called the well, world's first out of all checker i hope he or she doesn't lean down into the hole and go okay looks pretty good there pal <laughs> by the way that's, that's quite impressive uh, congrats yeah. they're hoping that this might you have get back pain yeah, <laughs> I'm going to slip my car through here. I got a friend that's doing some movies. They're hoping it will help individuals who might be too shy to get checked by their regular doctor. Yeah, but what now? Won't people see them walking in and out of the booth? Isn't that now? It's in public. Yeah, yeah. just go talk yeah. to your doctor. But if you're too shy, do whatever you have to do. But you should certainly be talking to your physician about this. Yeah, this this seems to be. I guess I guess anything that works. I could maybe if there was some kind of a truck. Going through the neighborhood like an ice cream truck with they a, have a mamma, ding. They have a mammogram truck. Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Again, Absolutely. more power to you. But maybe, they should, maybe mm-hmm. they should do something similar at some at the mall at Christmas time. Have a special. They could have it discreet. You could say men's health check or something. Yeah, like it's not yeah. a pat booth. Yeah. Like a, like a blood drive. <laughs> it's kind of like the Schwann's man. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a pull up. Yeah. 
So you have a ball drive. Check your balls. <laughs> check your ball. <laughs> Pat Booth. And you want some Just frozen burgers? They can do that. Wait, Pat, are you saying are you saying are you saying that there would be a song? What? Check your balls. <laughs> Check your balls. Check your balls. It's Christmas season. <laughs> Jingle balls. <laughs> you have an assignment there. Check. Uh, but yeah, it's important to get him checked. But uh, very yeah. important. But it's a little creepy, don't you think? It's going to attract yes. either it's going to attract the wrong kind of person or the wrong kind of person's on the other side of the wall. You are absolutely right. You should. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to oh. be a medical professional. No one's going to. You would hope so. Yeah, I'm going to have to see some. <laughs> and then, I mean, but then they reach through. Then do you have to assist them and guide? The, I would think. Kind of right? teabag their hand. You, know, you make. Yeah, you make. A, you make the guy. The, the doctor. <laughs> he or she makes a wrong move. Yeah. All of a sudden. Uh, oh no, that's that's a different booth. <laughs> <laughs> Just park it right there. All right, bring it in. It's just an odd thing. They need mascots, is what they need. Oh, like a like a like ballsy, ballsy the the sack. <laughs> hey, everybody, sacky, <laughs> sacky. <laughs> kids, and it's, and kids, get your pictures with sacky. And, and, and for the kids, he just plays hacky sack, so they don't understand. <laughs> yes, he has another function. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, 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 it's time now for uh, things we learned on today's show. Uh, there's an incredible video of a guy uh, in a hang gliding incident. This guy ends up uh, kind of hurt, but he's okay. He's uh, doing a tandem thing, and the pilot, or whatever you would call the gentleman, hang flying gliding plane, pilot, forgets sure. to yeah. hook him up to the safety rig. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Forgot to tandemize him. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely incredible. Our friend Pat McAfee analyzed the Baylor-Texas Tech game on the TV. It yeah, was Fox Sports college 1. football stuff. Thank you very much, Pat. Uh, Todd McComas from Pat's staff has been here with us. Thank you very much for coming Great in. Great job. Thank Tom. you. Thank you. Um, let's see. Pat Godden was complaining about driving me around yesterday. <laughs> uh, not, not as I was, I was fearing for my life. That's Pat not true. I got my car back. Um, You're very controlling. Pat had a really nice Christmas song about Christy Lee. We'll have to play that again. Great song. But the best part was Pat inadvertently text, texted Grace from our staff. <laughs> Uh, oh. It was somebody else. And so said, good. Invited her to stop by his hotel room. <laughs> I met her when she was seven. She lost. She lost her mind. She was so creeped oh, out God. for eight hours until uh, it was sorted out. This is the Bob and Tom Show. It's the Bob and Tom Show. Yeah, we know it's a repeat, but things are always better the second time around. This is Bob and Tom Extra. Welcome back to the Bob and Tom Show, coming to you live from the Napa Auto Parts studios. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Oh yeah. Cincinnati WKRP. Yeah, I like it, Goo. Oh, too soft. <laughs> We're going to talk with Jeff Dunham in a second. Once again, welcome to the Nap Auto Parts Studios. Actor Drew Powell from Gotham is here with us. Chick McGee, Ace. Eddie Hazel handling the mix on the Duke Tomato Band. Thank you very much, Eddie. He's the greatest. That's Pat Godwin right over there. Maybe we get one more tune out of Pat a little bit later on. Squeeze his head. Josh is here. Uh, you, gosh, I hope you're just joining us. I'm not just joining us because you missed Josh's incredible uh, uh, visual dance earlier. The... Uh, uh, Josh, uh, breaking away from his band, The Consensuals, we're going to solo project. A lot of dancing. Well, you remember when uh, on the TV they used to put up the slide that says, Technical Difficulties. Mm-hmm. Please yeah. stand by. Well, that's what we do when something bad happens on the show. We try to turn the show <laughs> to Turn the show around. 
We'll be right back after we fix what Tom said. Okay. Um. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going we're to talk with uh, the great comedian, uh, ventriloquist, um, Jeff Dunham, in a matter of seconds. I think we – do we have Jeff on the phone already? Okay. Hey, Jeff. You, oh, there you are. How are you, Jeff? I'm fine. How are you guys? Okay. Great. Uh, right. We we have fellow Hollywood guy, actor Drew Powell here with us. Did you ever see the show Gotham? Heck yeah. I love Gotham, absolutely. So uh, that's good. So I, <laughs> uh, is, uh, I understand that Drew is a fan of the show. Yes. Okay, good. So yes. making sure. It, it's awkward when you have guests in that have no idea who you guys are and what you do, and that's not very many people in this country, but it does happen. So it's good that he knows what the hell's going on. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. He's, very well aware. he's okay with all the, the constant insulting and the. <laughs> I, the I can deal with it. The, here's roles you should be cast in that aren't very flattering, that sort of thing. <laughs> hey, Jeff, have you ever been approached about doing a serious role with one of the puppets? In, uh, can I call them puppets without getting you. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think the most serious role <clears throat> I ever did with the dummies was um, on, I was on Ellen's uh, sitcom, <clears throat> and I say it was a serious role because it wasn't very funny. But I, yeah, no, I've never actually done anything dramatic with the dummy. We've been actually working on a, on a, on a film where, uh, you know, every... Hollywood's version of a ventriloquist is that he's uh, mentally ill and right. psychotic or the dummy is possessed. And I completely understand. I try and hide all that. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we've been working on a film like that. But, no, I, I you know, what's funny to me is uh, back before I was uh, somewhat uh, popular, I would go to do a show, and I, I, I don't know how many times people would say, oh, you're a ventriloquist. Are, now, are you are a, a comedic ventriloquist? And I was like, what kind of stupid question is that? Shakespeare. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I would say. No, I do Shakespeare. I do soliloquies with a freaking doll. That's what I do. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew he would erase you. And the, and the skull talks back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know. God, it would be worth doing a special where you do, cut, you do cutaways and you have stuff like that with no commentary at all. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what was the skull's name? What does he call him? He says, uh, Yorick. 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 Yeah, Yorick. So that would be fantastic. The, the, the damn skull would talk back to me. <laughs> See, that'd be great. Yeah. And, he would, and, when he, and, and he would get away from Shakespeare and try and tell knock-knock jokes. It would be perfect. Oh, God. When, what are, are there any other famous discussions with inanimate objects in... Uh... Well, we could get into the political stuff, but we shouldn't. Kind of out damn spot, and uh, Lady Lady Macbeth out damn spot. She's talking to the blood stain that she wants. Now, uh, Jeff Dunham is our guest, a distinguished ventriloquist. Jeff, have you ever had a puppet that failed? You thought oh, every, yeah. everyone's oh, yeah. going to love for, this, and everyone hated it. Oh yeah, for every yeah, please, please tell us about that, Jeff. Hey, this is everybody well, hates. You know, no, I've actually wanted to turn it into a bit because every character that for everyone that succeeded, I have the you know two or three that failed, and so I have a trunk of what I called <laughs> what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> and I, and I do. I want to pull him out on stage. So I have Jose the Jalapeno on a stick. You know, well, Jose the stick, right? I thought it was a piece of broccoli. <laughs> no, no, wait a minute! Don't ruin my joke. Oh. It's not a joke. It's the truth. So this was in college. He's actually my oldest character. I came up with Jose in 1983. And so the talking jalapeno on a stick, it's the stupidest thing ever, but it worked. And I was in Texas, and in the Southwest, it killed, right? So I thought, if that works, why not something else? So I actually came up with, uh, with uh, Tony the talking meatball on a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> I love, I love this. It's a spicy meatball. And, and, and he's Italian. Sure. And so, 
I, I tried this on stage. It was a miserable <laughs> failure. He only had one joke that worked, and it was this. And I say, and I would say to him, "Do you speak Italian?" And he goes, "No." And I go, "Why not?" And he goes, "I don't have no hands." <laughs> that's a good joke. That's a good joke. <laughs> but it was only one. <laughs> that's so, so funny. Yeah. That's so great. We're talking with Jeff Dunham. One of the things I like about you, Jeff, is um, there are a lot. You, you mentioned earlier when you were coming up. Uh, in your career, and and you know, like you are now, you you are actually one of the guys that still calls us, even though uh, you obviously have, are are doing great. I appreciate the fact that you take the time to give us a ring every now and then to say hi. Not everybody would do that, so it's very no, much no. I, I, I love you guys, and uh, no, it's all you know. What's great is this handful of radio shows that you know uh, that 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 are great, and and you guys are one of the few that uh, continue to laugh and keep doing great stuff. So well, except for it. today, no. you haven't heard the show. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I tell you about the two new characters in my show, though? Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, uh, the country is uh, completely divided, obviously. And so politically, I, I have uh, fans on both sides. And so, I, you know, you pick a side and you start alienating fans. And so you don't want to do that. And it's like Carson. Carson and Leno both did a pretty good job of, of you never knew what their politics were. And they just kind of made fun of both sides a little bit, right? Uh, just enough to offend like 2% of the audience and everybody else was okay with it. So... Uh, I tried to think what could be the worst possible job to have in the White House right now under Donald Trump. And I've, I've met the guy. He's in my show now. His name is Larry, and he's Donald Trump's personal advisor. And so you can imagine the stress that, you, you, you can imagine the stress that goes with that job. And he's involved with you know trying to help the president with his tweets. And so it's a horrible job. Right? So then the other guy that I've now is only a handful of shows old, and I'm just introducing him on the road. But again, because Larry, the personal advisor, was going so well, uh, again, our country is very divided, and so is my new character, or are my new characters, even though they, they even though they can't be divided. And as for a ventriloquist, this is a whole other thing. But the dummy is uh, they're conjoined twins, uh, they're political opposites, oh, uh, both right and left, and their names are Richard and Happy. And so uh, it's Rich and Happy. So um, oh. yeah, yeah. so Richard is very right, and Happy is very left, and uh, so great. it's a conjoined ventriloquist dummy. It's a two-headed dummy, and they argue back and forth, and uh, I, I love it because it's punch left, punch right, punch left, punch, and I try and keep it even the entire show. That's great. Well, that's great. Jeff Dunham is our guest. Jeff's going on a massive tour. And are you bringing the rest of the cast with you? Oh, yeah, Peanut and Walter and Jose Alpino and Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. And it's fun doing Ahmed the Dead Terrorist because everybody's so uh, worried about being politically correct. And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you, I mean, uh, uh, Drew Powell's a very fine actor. And I, I first saw Drew in a show before I knew him. And, and he played a guy from Boston. And the accent was amazing. And Drew was telling me he had to get kind of coached. And it worked, but you were incredible. Do you to ever get coached when you're trying to do a character? Do you, do you have someone you can call up and go, hey, help me with this voice? Or is, can you just do it all on your own? Well, you know, I uh, we did a tour. Uh, my last, my, my Netflix special called uh, "Relative Disaster." We went over to Ireland to shoot it, and um, I want to, you know, I was trying and ingratiate the audience to make them feel like I really care about them, and uh, I fake my sincerity. But um, <laughs> no, but but seriously, so I created this Irish character, and it was an Irish baby named Seamus. And for 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 me, for some reason, the Irish and the Scottish accents are not the easiest thing. So. Uh, I would actually, it's amazing how many uh, YouTube videos there are that will help you with whatever kind of accent you're trying to learn. So I would sit there and, for Seamus, I would sit there and study the Irish accent. So, uh, I've, yeah. I've done that too, Jeff. It's, it's, and then you get like the, the teenager from wherever. It's like, I'm going to do the voice challenge. 
Um, and they start reading off the words. I'm like, okay, that's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. And, you know, one of the most dangerous things that I did uh, is uh, I, I came up with a female character. And that was dangerous because most of the characters, you know, and as an actor, you, you try and become that that character. And so m- some of my characters, like Bubba Jay, he's kind of this dumb hick character from the South. And I grew up in Texas, and I, I, I have a lot of that in me. Uh, Ahmed the Dead Terrorist, I'm not going to say I'm going to kill anybody, but I understand. Um, uh, you know, you get that angry in traffic. And so, and then Walter the Cranky Old Curmudgeon, we all get that way. But then I came up with a female character, and uh, I, I failed miserably because I can think like a terrorist, I can think like a, a dead guy, I can think like a, a, an old guy, and I can think like a country bumpkin. But for some reason, thinking like a woman, I had no earthly idea how to ad lib with that chick. <laughs> Our guest is uh, Jeff Dunham. Once again, Jeff going on a massive tour, and you can find out all the details online. We'll put a link to that so you can go out and check out uh, check out Jeff live. I wanted to ask you, have you ever had any unusual experiences going through customs? You mentioned going to Ireland and uh, international travel these days, awfully tricky. Uh, well, you know, they always, there's two things real quick. So they always tell you, you know, now they say, don't make any jokes, don't make any jokes, don't make any jokes. Uh, so one time, this was, I was actually going through the airport in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, uh, I, I had one of the, the dummies I would always carry on. And so I had dummies, this and this time it was, uh, I don't know who it was, but I had a dummy in a suitcase. And so there's, you know, there's wires, there's cables, there's all kinds of things in the head to make them work. And this was before 9-11. And uh, it's going through the x-ray. The guy looks at me. He looks back at the screen. He looks back at me. And he goes, he goes, you got a banjo in there? <laughs> and with a, straight face, with a straight face, I looked at him and I said, no, it's a head. And I swear to God, the guy goes, oh, well, have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other one, uh, I was doing a world tour. I don't remember what country we were in. It was like Amsterdam or somewhere. And uh, these guys, their version of the TSA, whatever it was, and it was when I was a little more well-known, and it's going through the x-ray, and the guy looks at it, he looks back at me, and and and, and he looks at me in a very stoic face. He goes, sir? Do you have a dead terrorist in your luggage? And I'm like, shut up! Yes, shh, shh. <laughs> Jeff Dunham is our guest. Real quick, were your heroes uh, what uh, Paul Winchell or Senior Wences or who was the one that, when you were a kid, took you into the world of ventriloquism? Well, um, you know what? As as tough as it is to to say right now, uh, comedy wise, uh, it was actually Bill Cosby because my parents would not let me listen to any other comedy albums, and and Cosby was clean. Sure. And so, you know, before we knew anything, uh, that was the guy that I loved and listened to because his stories were so great. It wasn't joke, joke. It was all storytelling. Um, and ventriloquism-wise, you know, there was one guy uh, that in the 70s, you know, no Internet, so I couldn't do any research. It was a school library, and that was it. But the one guy, Edgar Bergen, who uh, uh, famous, uh, you know, he had the number one radio show in the 30s and 40s, and a ventriloquist on radio made no sense whatsoever. That's amazing. <laughs> but as you guys know, the theater of the mind, and so what was important was the writing and the character development and the believability of how we made those characters come to life on the radio. So it was just the voice and the jokes. And, well, the Cosby and, thing makes sense because he too was uh, now known for manipulating inanimate figures. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> You're listening to Bob and Tom Extra. Good 
willkommen auf dem Herr Abiats Programm. Gehen wir zum Telefon. Tag, Herr Abiats Programm. Tag, bist du Herr Abiats? Ja, ich heiße Herr Abiats. Oh, Tag, Herr Abiats. Ich bin und langsam listen und erst seit Telefon. Ja? Ja, Herr Abwehrs, äh, ich habe ein Problem. Ja? Ja, ich habe ein Kritter unter meinen Sinken. Ja? Ja. Ja, es ist trapped in dem Pipe und, und die Noise gemerken. Jawohl. Äh, wie topisch der Noise? Um, aber machen dem Graulen Noisen. Ja, ja. Ja, um, oh, wie, äh, 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 ja, wie das. Ah, in dem Sinken? Äh, ja, ja, unter dem Sinken, wie Pipen. Ah, ah, das ist deinem Garbage Disposal. Äh, das Garbage Disposal? Ja, jawohl, ja. Ah, es ist ein Garbage Disposal und nicht ein Kritter? Nein, nein. Oh, ja, da Sounden auf dem Kritter, aber... Nein, das ist das Worst. Ha, ich habe nicht dein Connection gemacht. Ja, jawohl, Garbage Disposal. Miss something? Here you go. We'll try to catch you up. This is Bob and Tom Extra. Joining us from Hollywood via Brooklyn. He is the actor Drew Powell. Being in L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. I'm back on the left coast, y'all. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, hey, Drew. I'm Drew, so good to, to see, see you. you. Good to see you, Drew. Once again, if you're not familiar with Drew's work... Um, Drew He's can... the bear in Pee-wee's off-Broadway <laughs> show. There you go. That's right. But it's not soft porn. Uh-huh. Uh, joining <laughs> us in the Nap Auto Parts studios, we have uh, our engineer is Ace. We have Eddie uh, helping out hey. with the band over there. Thank you, Eddie. There's Pat Godwin. This is a big crew here. That's Josh. Josh, hey. Josh once again... Uh, Drew is uh, his new motto is I'm a thorough and generous lover. Ooh, that's right. nice. the ladies' man. Is that because of the new beard? That only uh, helps things, Drew. Yeah, <laughs> we like the beard. I, I'm, he's does. going back home to see his f- folks with that beard. I'm very excited. <laughs> Christy Lee is right there. This is Tom speaking. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll be hearing from Duke Tomato shortly. Uh, uh, Drew. Uh, uh, Drew has a band. You jam a lot. Man jam. Yeah. A little man jam, Tom? Hey, yes, hey. <laughs> the name of the band is Man Jam. Yes. Oh, that's you, what you I can, meant. You yeah. Can, you can draw your own conclusion <laughs> on what that might be. You're a heck of a singer. Uh, yes, oh, you are. Your heart. And uh, you uh, have finished your. Well, can you even say, are you. Yeah. I mean, they killed me dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, no, they brought me back to life and then killed me dead. I was going to say, they, they have a tendency to bring you back. The show is Gotham. Yeah. And uh, there's no hope for maybe a flashback? Uh, no, not so far. I think they've, they're shooting until December, so I got a couple weeks left <laughs> <laughs> to get the calls. <laughs> exactly, but no, it was it was a good way to go out. We, it was I, I, the only thing I said to the producers was just give him a, a you know a worthy death. <laughs> Poor old Bush, he's been yeah. through a lot. That was the fourth time I've been shot for crying out loud. Yeah, but and, uh, and then nope. you fell into a radioactive swamp, and then <laughs> exactly. you. I thought that was going to be perfect job security. When they make you a zombie, you can't be killed. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. 
Now, uh, what's Oddly the what's enough. the what's the latest? Now, what are you doing these days? You know, uh, I, man, I, don't you I, have something secret you can't talk about yet? There's or a couple not? things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one thing there's two things that were exciting. One is sad because it didn't get picked up, but I did a uh, pilot for L.A. Confidential. You remember that movie? And that did not Crow? get picked oh, up. Oh yeah. I, so help me, I will never understand why. What a heck of a cast, Walter Goggins. Yep. Yeah, well, and one of the finest actors working today, Shay uh, Wiggum. Wiggum, he yep. is so good. Tony Curran, he's another yes, guy. You yeah. don't know you love him, and you and you look him up, and you're like that guy. It well, that's unfortunate. Great. I've been looking forward to that. And that but that won't, won't even hit the air. No, that movie Thanks has a lot one of my, CBS. my one of my favorite scenes in it when uh, when uh, Russell Crowe and Kevin Spacey are walking through a nightclub. And Russell Crowe looks at somebody, this girl, and goes, "Who do you think you are, Lana Turner?" And Kevin <laughs> yeah. Spacey goes, "That is Lana Turner." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's great. Yeah, that movie's great. great. And I didn't know Russell Crowe was Australian. Kevin yeah. Spacey. Oh and, yeah, sure. That's yeah. Right. And Guy right. Pierce was in that. Who's also Australian? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, both yeah. those guys coming over here taking our jobs. What a bunch of jerks. Yeah, well, um, now if we were casting, I want to give people an idea what Drew looks like if they can't see him. First of all, if you want to see him, VIP. We, we are we are broadcasting, uh, streaming the show live today on the VIP. If for you free casting, for everybody. If you were, yeah, if, if so, go to what is it? Uh, BobandTom.com slash VIP. I think it is. Mm-hmm. If we were casting, well, I'll, Christy, I'll let you do this because you'll whatever I say you'll think is indelicate. <laughs> if, if you were casting, that's because whatever you say is indelicate. <laughs> that's, that's that's correct. If uh, you were casting Drew uh, in a movie, what, what, what would just pick one? Go ahead. What movie or what character? Yeah, just you can make the movie up, and uh, he'd be good as a uh, what? Mm. Um, he'd be great as a private detective, <laughs> or yes. yeah. It was a dark and stormy night. Yes. You came See? To my office. Oh yeah. I wore that light. Oh, what can I do for you, babe? <laughs> Chick, Chick and I have a favorite franchise that's maybe underrated or underseen. I don't know, but it's the FX franchise. Oh yeah, with. Uh Brian Brown. Oh, Brian Brown. Yeah, it's about it. Dennehy. Yes, I think you would be perfect in a reboot as the Dennehy yes. character. Yes. I'm in. It's yeah. about this but movie thinking, uh, special effects expert who uh, uh, steals things and creates crime doing special effects and oh, nothing really cool. happens. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get excited, but I think if, if, if for people trying to figure out what you look like, right? Uh, Denny, Denny, he asked a young, yeah, yeah, I'll um, buy that. But you could be cast as say a, a high school football coach. Yeah, thank you. I've done former that. player blew his knee out uh, <laughs> just before <laughs> had the, a few donuts just before the check was coming in. For that. Is this your nice way of saying Drew's a, a bigger guy? That, he looks just, like a, full, like right a lineman. Uh, a lineman, okay, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just, am I right? I mean, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I the so Dick Butkus story when I. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's great. Uh, I, I would do that. The Dick Butkus story. When I first got to Hollywood, we, I was in an acting class, and we all had to come up with log lines for ourselves. So, how can you, in one phrase or so, you know, uh, describe yourself? Like, so it would be. And so, my I don't remember the full thing, but it was something like John C. Riley meets. John G- Goodman in, in The King of Queens or something like that. Oh, you know, like oh, that yeah. kind of okay. thing. Sure. So that's homework for you to figure out what your log line is. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I would say um, Dick the Bruiser mm. as a young man. Is that you? For you. No. For you? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I, was, I thought it was for you. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I was oh, no, like, no, no. No, clearly wow. that would not. No, because you, look, you, look, you could also be a WWE guy. Uh, yeah, I mean. You're fit and strong. Did you see David Arquette? Did some of that oh, wrestling and got, got cut in the jugular? Uh, yeah, he was. Jeez, oh, no yeah. bleeding yeah. like crazy. Yeah. yeah, so that was real. Huh? That was yeah. real. He yeah. said he'll never do that again. <laughs> that was that extreme wrestling. Yeah, where you throw chairs at each other. He, and, oh, 
But I'm telling you, uh, I did a movie with John Cena, and he would. I'm not kidding you. It was called The Marine, uh, and and he would. We were shooting in Australia. He would fly back to the United States on the weekends to do wrestling shows. Like, yeah, I'm going to Columbus, oh. and he left on Friday. We came, and he every time he came back, it was just these little like he had a fat lip. He had looked like somebody had bit a chunk out of the back of his <laughs> hand. Oh, I'm like, you know, I know it's fake, but those dudes get hurt. And, and he, uh, yeah. he's a terrific actor. That's that's got to yeah. make you really angry. Yeah, what a jerk! <laughs> Where do you get off being beautiful? <laughs> exactly, and acting. I, yeah. I knew he was going to do well even back then, though, because he had this great attitude. I'll never forget. This is a, a, a funny story. We were uh, at the Saddle Ranch, which is the most uh, cliche of Hollywood bars uh, on Sunset Boulevard. Yes, the, you know the one with the, the bull, the and- bull, and the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, he, he'd probably hate me telling this story, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> We, we 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 have a big night. Uh, he was a fan of the Jagermeister back then. Probably isn't anymore. But uh, <laughs> we had a big night. Had a lot of fun. And he, he paid the check. And he wasn't. You know, he was just early John Cena. And he paid the check. And and I in in my Jagermeister haze don't remember the exact number. But I felt like there was like like a lot of digits there. And I'm like, bro, bro, I think you I think you missed. Things. He's like, nah, 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 man. And we walked out, and I turned back in, and that the the waitress like had to sit down. She was, it was like <laughs> whatever tip, that tip, she, yeah, yeah, whatever that tip was, <laughs> it was like, paid her car payment. I think nice. so. Nice. It was. Uh, I, I was impressed by that. What a cool guy. We have a lot to get to. Here. Oh, wait, yes, wait. I will get that. Hello, Bob and Tom show. Hey, Bob and Tom. It's Donnie Baker. Hey, Donnie, oh, Donnie. Donnie. You guys are getting all excited about Thanksgiving. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I say it like this. This might surprise you, but it's my favorite of all the holidays. Really? Is oh. It? I swear to God. Well, think of it. You get to stuff yourself yeah. for free. Then after you're stuffed, you head off the mall for some hand-to-hand combat over a set of discounted $5 earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> and after court costs, they run you about 20 mm-hmm. <laughs> But by the way, I heard you guys uh, talking the last couple of weeks about these turduckins and stuff. What, it's a chicken and a Stuffed in a duck. Stuffed in a turkey. It's ridiculous. In a turkey. Yeah, well, if you love turduckins, you'll love our Baker family tradition. Oh, What's what do you do? We do splarky. Yes, what's oh. that? Well, you take your 20-pound turkey. Yeah. Right. Then you're going to step it with seven cans of Spam. Oh, oh okay. boy. Um, Four dozen Slim Jims. Right. Yes. <laughs> and about six bags of Funyuns. Well, there you go. Oh. Bake now, at 375, 350, about six, eight hours, and, and serve. Now, Donnie, you know four dozen Slim Jims is 48 <laughs> Slim Jims, right? Well, these are the minis, chick. Oh. oh okay. So that's your splurky. These look like the Virginia Slim Jims. Oh, okay. That's very, nice. very silly, Donnie. Well, the, the turkey comes out so moist, and, and, and that Funyun stuffing ain't nothing to shake your stick at neither. Oh. I love Thanksgiving. Sounds you good. know, Thanksgiving is like a... Not only eating, it's it's a good time to argue with your family in person, and not just on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Because it used to be all us men be in the family room watching Scarface, and then all the women <laughs> be in the kitchen cooking. Right. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, you got the Republican side of your family hanging out in the garage while the Democrats are all <laughs> huddled up by the mini barn. <laughs> the, the mom's all left alone in the kitchen with that libertarian cousin who's transitioning from uh, Mark back to Martha. Swear to God. Oh, transitioning. Oh, I see. But I, I hope you're planning on make one of our sparkies. If you do, oh, and if you do, uh, take the spam out of the can. Oh, yeah, that's helpful. Oh, uh-huh. I would think. Our, so. Good to know. Our hottest cousin Amber, she learned the hard way from spam cams 
end up bursting. She tried deep frying the bird, ruined Thanksgiving and her carport. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Car crash. And you say she's your hottest cousin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Judge, if you want, Josh, but that's why I take rubbers to the family reunion. Okay. But the turkey, the turkey actually still tasted good after the accident. I mean, what you could find of it. Mm. You had to eat it around the shrapnel. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Like peel and eat shrimp a little bit. <laughs> oh, and you, and you want to take the Slim Jims out of the wrappers, too. Oh, yes. good point. Now, my cousin Lonnie looked like that turtle with the stopped-up nose that ruined plastic straws for everybody. <laughs> pretty good. I'm going to go. All right, see you. There you go. There you go. That turtle. How yeah, yeah. oh, dare he inhale those straws? Um, I don't want plastic in your turkey. Now, uh, Drew Powell, our guest. You may know him from Gotham. He had a great segment on uh, Ray Donovan the first season. Yeah, thanks. That was fantastic. That's the first time I, I saw you. It was great. Now, you've got a great speaking voice. You doing any voiceover stuff? Yeah, I do a lot of voiceover auditioning. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm very good at auditioning for voiceovers. Okay. But I've done a few. Yeah, I've done some video games. Uh, I just had a friend of the show, Simon Pagino, uh, IndyCar yes. driver. He came to uh, to see me. I think he's in San Diego for th- Thanksgiving. So right before I left to come here, he <clears throat> came over, and I had to do a uh, an on-tape uh, uh, video game audition so motion capture and the voice and the whole thing it's kind of like a games of game of thronesian kind of thing hmm. and so he read the off-camera lines for me so i had this <laughs> great audition with this thick french, french accent and it was hilarious and awesome he did a great job he's very good oh that's yeah. cool yeah because you have you do have a great speaking voice but people don't realize that you are in fact a singer I do like to sing. I was, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I was a member of the Madrigals uh, Choir at Lebanon Oh, High wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, uh, but uh, Josh, of course, yes. besides his contemporary band, The Consensuals, Josh, <laughs> right. uh, Josh was in the, uh, what were they called? One of the, fasc- uh, pr- the Fascinators? What Premier, Premier Show Choir. Yeah, yeah, Premier. Right. Yeah, at Rockwood yeah. Summit High School in St. Louis. Now, um, Man. Uh, all great uh, choirs do of the geographical fugue. Did you guys do that when you were... Uh, uh, which one was that? The yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody else knows it either. Drew. It. Yeah, it's the one that starts out. Uh, what is it? Uh, Trinidad and the big <laughs> look, Mississippi. Look at him. He's acting like he doesn't know. What, what is it again? <laughs> and he's acting like we do. <laughs> yes. No, that that uh, round. That uh, I'm sure that there's a choral director out there that's going to send me uh, his or her yes uh, choir no, doing it. You what was your favorite what, tune when you were in high school? Uh, I, we did. Uh, well, I mean, we did all those the most cheesy things. Like uh, <laughs> did you, there's something you probably had to like. Our guest be our guest. Put our service. Dizzy Ted, Diane Navgin around your neck, Sherry, and then we did. uh, Then we then we would do these songs. This was in the nineties, but we're still doing like uh, the way we were. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Favorites with a bar, yeah. yeah, uh, uh, Can it be that it was all so simple then? (laughs) Or is time rewritten every line? I'm seeing Dan (laughs) Blocker. Now, now when I say intense. I'm seeing Dan Blocker, that's yes, that's real. That's real. Didn't you didn't you film that in Australia or yeah, something? That's where I met my wife. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, but you really do look kind of like a, a young Dan Blocker. Thank you. He was an ugly son of a gun. Thank you. You know, but I, had I always thought Dan stop was me. the most handsome man in the cast. You I, 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 lie like a no. You are a liar. No, liar. I, Michael Landon. Michael Landon is a national treasure. Come on. Michael Landon is a beautiful man. <laughs> For those of us listening under the age of 57, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, show are we talking about? Bonanza. <laughs> you never saw Bonanza? I've seen reruns, sure, but Bonanza. Uh, if anyone a, fights any one of us, he's going to fight all three. And they, <laughs> yeah. didn't they all wear toupees except for Michael Landon? Uh, uh, 
Did Blocker wear one? It was a pretty bad one if he did. Yeah, it was kind of a baldy one, wasn't it? <laughs> a baldy one? <laughs> a baldy one? Is that what they call it? Yeah. I'd like to get one of those baldy toupees. He was a great guy, though. Just a really, you just loved the guy. Yeah. Um, so you had a chance to play him in the Bonanza story. I did, yeah. And I, before I got that job, I had been in Hollywood for about six months, and a guy literally grabbed my shoulder on the street on Ventura Boulevard and said, if they ever do a remake of Bonanza, you should play Haas. And then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was weird. <laughs> uh, was that man the guy that directed the thing? Or <laughs> no. Just some random. Okay, so obviously a lot of people see the same thing I do. Yeah. Uh, we're talking uh, with uh, Drew Powell, actor. And maybe we'll prevail on Josh to uh, do his fabulous uh, uh, number from, what was it, the premiere? Turn the beat around. Yes. Love to hear percussion. <laughs> you know... <laughs> yeah! Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Jazz oh, that's so nice. Don't forget you can watch us on the VIP for free today and tomorrow. Bobandtom.com slash VIP. If you're not seeing this, here we go. <laughs> now, you remind me a lot of Gloria Stefan. Oh, thank you. Thank it. you very much. Now, before we take a break, well, we should show. This is kind of visual, but since a lot of people are watching on the VIP, could you do your... Uh, you're, with your new hair, you're kind of growing the hair out with the beard. You've got a new impression that you like to do. Well, it's not so – It's. Uh, I, I think I look semi-insane at times when I have uh, this look. So if so I kind of fan – You brush up the hair. Yeah, with oh, it's, getting, it's getting so yeah, much better. I, I look like a guy yeah, who do would this for Drew. come in and go, yes. I've been working all night on my time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Great Scott. Yeah. Marty. In just moments, more Bob and Tom Extra. Bet you can't wait, huh? We're just waiting for the cast to actually show up for work. Here's more Bob and Tom Extra. Welcome back to the Bob and Tom Show. The cast, the crew, and the staff, and the squad are all getting bigger at the same time. Coming up, it's a surprise guess the impression with Frank Caliendo that doesn't even know what's going to happen next. Here in the Nap Auto Parts studios, we go in alphabetical order. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She's out of place. You're going to have to switch her. Okay, I got it. Uh, that's Ace right over there. Present. Thank you very much. That's Chick. Present. That's Mr. Frank Caliendo. Accounted for. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, then a young Jessica is over there. Hello. Hi, Jessica. I like that shirt. Oh, Classic thank Bob you. and Tom shirt. Uh, then we have uh, Happy Josh right over there. Boy. He's our professional yeah. comedian. We have a professional <laughs> comedian. He can't, he can't even do a decent... Yeah, it didn't work that Flatulence time. Sound effect. Yeah. Well, look yeah. how red your face is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I pressed on it. Blue. That's going to happen. Okay. Then, <laughs> then we have uh, Christy Lee. Christy, do you want to try your sound effect with your hands? Well, I was trying, but... Oh, that's nice. pretty good, yeah. Is that a... Well, never mind. <laughs> no, that's a, good, that's a fair question, Tom. <laughs> Little bird hands. <laughs> that's Christy. I'm Tom. Thank you very much for joining us. And now... It's time for Stump the Caliendo. All Frank right. Well, that was really funny with your feathery <laughs> oh. feathery sleeves doing that. that is, you look That's so funny. Okay. It looks like a little bird. I had a bet. Yeah, like I, something out of a Sid and Marty Croft yeah. episode. I had a bet with Mark Mike, whatever his name is on our staff. Mike. It's Mark. Uh, that oh, I was is? like, how long will it take Tom to realize I have feathers on my shirt? And I noticed it only the first took, thing this morning. You never said a word. I know. I was so stunned. <laughs> he that, doesn't have to. What he just did he there was he's telepathic. He, he had no lie. idea what you were wearing. I stood in here. Stand t- up. Let me see. I talked to him for 20 minutes before the show this morning. You have feathers on your arms. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really pretty. Thank you. And Mark goes, oh, he'll notice the first break. I go, there's no way. Is that real peacock? Notice. 
Because yes. they have the eyes. The real peacocks, we dyed black. That's oh, very exactly nice. right. And they died mm-hmm. to make that shirt. No, they're not no, real peacocks. Everybody send your letters to Christine. I Lee. love animals. You know that. <laughs> peacock slaughter. Jesus. Feathered shirts are murder. Good job. Very pretty shirt. I, Thank I you, love Mary. animals when they're on my arms. No, don't mm-hmm. say she that. She bought chinchilla toys last night. Oh, yeah, I got all new. Ch- my, I redid the Tell chinchilla Tell me everything. Coach. Don't leave any. I'm fascinated. I like to think you didn't kill the peacock. There's just a naked, sad peacock. <laughs> <laughs> Standing out the backyard. Yeah. Getting no attention from the Plucked females. all her feathers out. <laughs> yeah. Raising. Okay. No, it's fake. It's Don't, very pretty. No, I, I want to do the Frank Caliendo challenge here. Uh, Frank, you do a lot of voices uh, and, um, among um, your stand-up comedy. You also do some uh, great voices. You're, fa- you're famous for your uh, George W. Bush, your John Madden. You've, what else have you done today? Oh, the Leon Neeson was spectacular. It, it was. The Miss Piggy was dead on. Oh, Kermy. <laughs> <laughs> My spermy, spermy. What did you say? Now, I, it was something that was going to be out here. <laughs> a little more Liam Neeson. What did you say he was doing now? I forgot. I, I'm not sure. Um, he I don't know who you are. Answering the phone. I don't know what you want. <laughs> yeah, it's the... Uh, Telemarketing. Oh yeah. Every movie he's in, it, they, they do a little. They cut to him on a flip phone. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know what you want. That's dead on. But now, here's the impression I want to ask for. The um, God, please let it be someone no one's ever heard of. The the guy who used to narrate the uh, Superman and oh. and Justice League. Oh, the Super Friends. They had the Super Friends. They had this narrator guy. Meanwhile, <laughs> back at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> I don't know what that guy's name is. We gotta get that guy's name. Well, Ted Knight was the other one, too. You yeah. know, Ted Knight did it. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, Aquaman prepares <laughs> some sushi. <laughs> <laughs> but they would, they would, the announcer, the, it was so poorly written, and it was just the 70s cartoons that the the announcer would just say what the dialogue was going to be. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, Lex Luthor plans to take over the world. <laughs> I have a plan to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, <laughs> Superman and Batman compare. <laughs> and it was the real crappy animation. <laughs> compare <Yeah>. what? <laughs> <laughs> compare what they'll be having for dinner tonight. I was going to go. say, yeah. what I was actually going to say and stop was compare units. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys want something weird? I opened a. Uh, Tried to look for the guy who's the narrator, and an uh, advertisement for the latest Liam Neeson movie came up. What? Yep. Oh. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. <laughs> but if you're attached to Google right now, they're listening to everything they're you say. Yep, that's right. Did you see that the guy who did Sonny the Cuckoo Bird passed away? Oh, Chuck McCann. Yeah, yeah. Great oh, voice, voice I talent. I got a story Chuck for McCann that. is the famous Hi, guy. guy. The, the, ex, thank you. What? He's famous for the commercial in which the guy would open his uh, medicine cabinet, mm-hmm. look in the mirror, open it up, and the, the guy in the next apartment would open his and he'd see him. Yeah. Was that commercial? No? No one remembers? Yes. It? Okay, thank I you. don't think it was supposed no. to be in the next apartment. I think he was just there selling razor blades. Yeah, he hey, was just there, wasn't he? He was just oh. in the medicine cabinet? <laughs> Imagine if That's you That's how they achieved <laughs> the special effect. He was in the room next... Never mind. So, I can't. I thought it was his neighbor. <laughs> so he was he was in the second Bob Denver vehicle, uh, which Gilligan. Yes. He was the skipper character in the Sid and Marty Croft show, uh, Far Out Space Nuts. <laughs> which sounds we, we like, had that story last break. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and he says, "I said lunch, Charlie, not launch." 
And Bob Denver, in his Gilliganness, presses the launch button and they take off. You could find that's got a catchy little theme song. <laughs> but it was with like the Bugaloos and Sigmund the Sea Monster and they used to rotate them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah Chuck McCann was a, he was a child. Uh, impressionist, he, too. And he did, hmm. um, he was famous for uh, doing a kiddie show in the 60s. Yeah. You'd, he's one of those guys you'd see him and go, oh, yeah, that guy. He yeah. shows up in the comedy documentary The Aristocrats as well. Does he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Day. And like all impressionists, he dies alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was surrounded in a hotel oh, room. Yes, last one was Liam Neeson. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. I don't okay. know what I want. It's not Liam Neeson. It's, it's Liam. Liam Neeson. No, no, Tom's right. It's Liam. 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 <laughs> Liam. Actually, it's going to be Liam Neeson. Liam likes his money. You know what? I was going to say, you don't know how much that bugs me, but you do know how much that bugs me. That's why you keep doing it. By the way, um, there was a profile of uh, your favorite Don't era. Don't you mean a profile? Uh, the, uh, thank you. <laughs> your favorite era of Elton John songs. Oh, before Caribou and everything went to hell? Uh, yeah, there was a profile, and I believe it was CBS Sunday Morning, of Bernie Toppin, the uh, the lyricist. Bernie. It's a very interesting guy, uh, living in uh, a horse farm. Very cool guy. Now, as a, as a, he's living as a horse. Uh, <laughs> hey, whatever you want to be, it's he's okay. Completely with lost his mind. Okay. Uh, Christy Lee is at the news desk. What else have you got? More oats. Well, it's so obvious monkeys have figured it out. Researchers from Kyoto University learned that Japanese macaques receive mental health <laughs> benefits. Hey, Frank. Yeah. Josh, uh, tell Frank about uh, the macaque. Oh, you seen macaque? <laughs> <laughs> macaque is amazing. Let's just call them snow monkeys, shall we? They're macaques, aren't they? Yeah. But these are the famous macaque. snow monkeys. They receive Japan. mental health benefits from spa days. The macaques known as, spa, as snow monkeys are a regular tourist attraction. I tell you, macaque could use a massage right about now. <laughs> At spa? Yeah. <laughs> Chigo Gudaini, where they have adapted what? to the extreme temperatures and regularly bathe in the area's hot springs. You're just making up words. But I mean, obviously. Researchers studied 12 adult females along with their McCann. droppings and learned that bathing in the hot springs lowered their stress hormone levels. Duh. The team also learned that being observed by 500 visitors a day while they bathed had no effect on the monkey's yeah, stress hormone. got a hot spring for you. Yeah, they're kind of exhibitionists. They like being watched. Do they, yeah. like getting, yeah. do they like getting manis and petties, too? Yeah, no kidding. I what, don't know. What, they like relaxing in a little spa and getting... A little hot massage. spring, yeah. The research. What was this study for? It was published in the journal Primates. Oh. You it get was that, dis- don't you? It now? was checking their stress hormone levels. Okay. And they give them little massages? I don't spa? see any massage on here. What kind of a crappy spa doesn't have a masseuse? <laughs> well, they're Japanese snow monkeys. Maybe it's a massage recliner. Oh, what do you think of that? Okay. Snow little monkeys go in, sit down, push the button. <laughs> little <laughs> tiny massage. <laughs> right. Snow monkey happy ending. <laughs> oh. <Macaclo>. loves <laughs> A happy ending. Yeah. Uh-huh. Never mind. There's snow monkeys. Like, like snow monkeys. And snow, snow monkeys. See what happens, Frank. He's just running out of ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Okay. I'm gonna te- I'm gonna text for a while. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, take a little break. I know, I know. Every time I talk, I look over. And no, 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 no. Don't take it personally. <laughs> You're listening to Bob and Tom Extra.